know, Ben, last week I, I started the episode with a rant, you know, <laughs> shitting on Best Buy for uh Right. Going going back on their promise to refund my money. Even though technically they delivered on their promise to have my Oppenheimer 4K on October, whatever, not or December, whatever that they use. Yeah. But uh today, Ben, I'm gonna start with uh some praise here. Oh, because we have uh, our good friends Zach and Jacob on. We'll let them introduce themselves in a minute. But, mm-hmm. you know, I always love having these two guys on. Mm-hmm. I think we've had them on the most, probably this, as far as 2023 is concerned. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I just wanted to give a shout out to Zach and Jacob just before we even start, Ben, for, for them always being able to come on when they can. And, you know, Zach staying up later past his bedtime and <laughs> Jacob always keeping that positivity. So, Zach, thank you, man. Appreciate you. Oh yeah, thank you. I uh, I was kind of reminiscing about the podcast today, thinking about it. It's like it really been close to about three years since I started uh-huh. being on, like being a guest on here. I still sometimes I forget like the meeting passcode and stuff, so I still have the email been saved. And it's like December twenty twenty. I still so I can go back <laughs> and see. So it's been a fun I didn't three. Know we still years. had a meeting passcode at this point. I thought we were just like because you know you, I gotta fix that for next year anyway. Um. <laughs> But yeah, Zach's here. So appreciate it. Zach, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for having me. That's all. Ben Jacobs here too. Yeah, he is. Hi. <laughs> thanks for having me. Thanks, Rod. That was really nice. <laughs> You're welcome, Jacob. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jacob's got the Shrek shirt on. Mm-hmm. So, I do. Or, or at least Donkey. Oh, Shrek and Donkey. Okay. Yeah, Shrek's <laughs> on it too. Yeah, uh, he's got he's getting cut off right now on the camera, but that's okay. That's okay. Donkey's the more important character anyway. Uh, Zach's got cool. representing Barbie today, <laughs> of course. Mm-hmm. Ben, what are you? Who are you representing today? Uh, it's a Beatles-themed shirt I got in Iceland. Whoa. That's the oh. puffins. Okay, yeah. all right. Can't be rude. Yeah. All right, and I'm representing the NFL because I am taking time out of watching football with the family to do this with you guys. So I'm and happy that, about that. That I means a lot. That. Thank I, you for your sacrifice. I, yes. it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a huge sacrifice. <laughs> But in all seriousness, um, this is our last Ben, our big, our last big group uh, episode. So it might be a little lengthy today, but you know, it's a celebration of all things 2023. I don't even mm-hmm. know what we're going to title this: the Rod, Ben, Zach, Jacob Extravaganza. I have no Ooh. idea. Yeah, that's a long title. Yeah, we'll brainstorm. We'll brainstorm, or not, because by the time we end this episode, <laughs> we're going to be sick of each other when we go to bed. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Zach, you want to say something? <laughs> I call it the RBJZ. We'll brainstorm some more. We'll brainstorm some more. We'll let, the, let the alcohol keep flowing through in the next couple hours. We'll, we'll, we'll brainstorm, Ben. Uh, but, Ben, you know, we always like to start these things off with uh, our choose your own row. Mm-hmm. So, gentlemen, I, I, I made three for this episode. Um, wow. Uh, you know, one's Christmas themed and one's director themed and one is actor themed. So instead of just choosing one, because it's our last big group episode, I'm actually going to let Jacob go first and let him choose the first choose your own row. Which, which one do you want to go with first, Jacob, the Christmas director or actor, actress? Oh, let's go Christmas. Okay. Zach, Ben, you okay with Christmas for our first one? Oh yeah. Okay. Thumbs up. All right. La 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 la. <laughs> oh, All right, gentlemen. Well, here we go. Here is our Christmas theme. Choose your own row. Uh, ben, you want to read off the uh, the rows for us, buddy? Sure. So, row number one, we have uh, Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. 
the Jim Carrey live action one. Um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and Violent Night. Row two is Love Actually, The Polar Express, and Santa Claus 2. Uh, the third row is Elf, The Holiday, and The Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Good variety there. So I'm a mix of old and new here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some older classics, some newer classics. I feel like The Holiday Special is a classic. Uh, it's for me at least. I, I, I Ben, I really enjoy the holiday special. Yeah, you know, it's better than other you know special presentation, uh, Werewolf by Night. But we won't talk <laughs> about that today. The mag masterpiece. Oh you know, yes, remember that. Greater than when Jesus made bread. That's right, Jack. <laughs> so, um, Jacob, you are the Christmas guy. Remember that Christmas, Jacob? Positivity. That's you, Jacob. So mm-hmm. why don't you? Uh, why don't you lead things off here? Oh, this one's tough because there's a lot of movies on here I really like, but I actually think I'm going to go with the top row, the one with uh, the Grinch and Christmas Vacation and Violent Night. You know, Violent Night, I I uh, rewatched that again this December, uh, and man, I I really like that movie. I uh, I I feel like that's going to become one that's in my regular rotation and Christmas Vacation all-time classic it's and i love the grinch as well so to me that's the one where i'm like oh yeah i think i'm feeling this one right now i'm gonna go to bed next ben what are you what are you thinking uh this one is is uh quite tough between the first and the third row for me um like jacob was saying violent night i haven't rewatched it yet but um other people have seen it now that it's on streaming my um, other friends and stuff are talking about how great it is and it it really, yeah, it took me by surprise. I think that the trailer, you know, was fun and we saw it, um, but it is, uh, it was better than I expected. Um, and the Grinch. So I grew up loving Jim Carrey's Grinch, but I feel like it's, it's very uh, split nowadays. Like either you love it or hate it. Um, really? So I've seen, I, didn't, I didn't know that. Okay. Interesting. I, so some, uh, maybe some of my friends more so than, than the community, but uh the instagram and stuff but anyway uh all that rambling (laughs) i'm going row three because elf is my all-time favorite christmas movie uh and then i watched it the other day as we have started doing every year and we can nearly quote the whole thing um the holiday is 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 okay there's there's parts that are really fun what what was that underrated oh okay yeah, there's parts that are really fun that I like a lot, especially Jack Black's character, um, and and a kind of twist, if you will, um, mm-hmm. that, that caught me by surprise. So, um, yeah, and then Guardians is is a lot of fun, and you get new uh, Christmas music with that one too, new songs and classics. Did we get confirmation that Violent Night Two is happening with Mrs. Claus? Is that official? That sounds really familiar. I think I read I that think, somewhere. I don't know if it was Mrs. Claus or was going to explore him being a Viking. I couldn't remember. <clears throat> that, that I think I think you're right, Zach. I think it's him exp- exploring his more Viking roots. That sounds. Yeah. That sounds yeah right. How he became Viking to Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds right. Uh, I'm gonna go real quick here. I think Ben. I think you know which row I'm gonna choose. It's it's row two. I mean, mm-hmm. you got Love Actually and the Polar Express in the same freaking row. I, I mean, there's no. No question. And, you know, we were talking off screen, you know, Zach was talking about Godzilla versus one before we started recording. I was like, yeah, I'll probably get around to it. Well, one of those reasons, Ben, is because I'm going to, I made it official this week. I'm going to go see the Love Actually 20th anniversary re release this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like a, I think like the first, 
before the movie even starts, there's like a behind the scenes feature or something. So I'm gonna go, oh. I'm gonna go check that out uh, this week sometime, probably Tuesday or Wednesday this week. But I'm I'm excited for for Love Actually, seeing it in a theater, and then the Polar Express being my favorite Christmas movie of all time. Uh, it's my, it's the movie my sister and I watch every Christmas Eve. So looking forward to uh, doing that again this Christmas Eve. And Santa Claus too, but it's actually my favorite of the Santa Clauses. Just because of the whole, you know, it's it's it in a way it's basically a rom com of him trying to find a wife. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's the Bachelor, but Santa Claus version. <laughs> so, you know, they, and they yeah. changed the words to one of my favorite Shania Twain songs in it to to make the the, the Christmas version. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it's such a weird scene, but I love that one too. See, I'm gonna go row two. So everyone's chose a different row. Jacob has chose row one. Or no, Jacob, you chose row. Uh yeah, yeah. I did row one. Yep, yeah. yep. Ben, you chose row three, and then yep. I chose row two. So Zach, it's up to you, man. Who's who's row? Who's row, row you choosing? I'm gonna go row one. Um, so I'm one of those women was saying like you love it or hate the Grinch. I do actually not like that Grinch movie. It, it's just a giant fever dream to me. So I prefer the original cartoon, but I do Christmas Vacation is like my favorite Christmas movie, probably because I've seen it so much as a kid and growing up with my parents. So we got that and the violent night took me by surprise. I was expecting like some maybe dumb moments, but it really has some really great moments throughout and then some great Christmas music sprinkled in and David Harbour is really charming in it. So that one took me by surprise. So with two out of three movies, I picked that one. All right, there we go. That's the first of three. Choose your own rose, Ben. It's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be that kind of episode, Ben. Mm-hmm. That kind of episode. You never know what's gonna happen. You know, will Zach get dessert in the middle of the episode? Will Jacob go on one of his rants today? Because he goes on so many rants. Right, right. Will Ben's dog interrupt the show? Oh. Will I leave to go watch football? We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> Who knows? The possibilities are endless here. Hopefully. Hopefully not the latter, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Ben, we are talking about 2023 uh, as a whole this year. And uh, before we get into our questions that Ben and I came up with, I want to get everyone's opinions on how they felt about 2023 in terms of the film industry and TV as a whole this year. So Zach, I'll start with you first. Man. How did you feel 2023? I mean, technically it's not over yet. We have three more yeah. weeks to go, but yeah. How are you feeling so far? Or for the most part, how are you feeling about 2023? Um, so I haven't watched close to about 70 films this year. Um, TV-wise, this it's not my most I've seen from TV, but it's pretty much like I've been catching up on a lot more stuff, like especially newer releases. I've seen basically three complete seasons, Love and Death, Last of Us, and um, Loki Season 2. So I've been trying to keep up with everything. I think for me as a whole, especially with the strike, um, the strike really put a lot of things in perspective. It was like how with COVID did in 2020, how not going to the movie theater, not going and seeing new movies, everything getting delayed. The strike kind of had a similar vibe for me of that, where it was just weird seeing like my favorite celebrities not promote their movies. You know, it was just weird seeing stuff get delayed that you were so excited for and how next year we just get one Marvel movie or one MCU movie. Mm-hmm. That's just so weird to me, and I think this year just put a lot of things in perspective, and then ending the year with a Japanese movie like Godzilla Minus One with like a budget between 10 to 15 million, and you got something like the Marvels having over a $250 million budget and how that movie looked, 
not hating on that movie, just saying how the contrast is very different. I think going forward, we need to see about budgeting movies better and focusing on creativity because if anything out with all I just said, I think the biggest takeaway was Barberheimer. I think that with Barbie and Oppenheimer both being billion dollar movies and both one being a three hour long, basically like true story and just everything Mm -hmm. with that movie and about science and stuff. And then you got a, about a two-hour fun, creative, original, even though it's the IP, but it's the original art by Greta Gerwig. I think that's what audiences are craving for more. And especially with like all the Disney animated movies kind of bombing and such, and then Marvel movies kind of underperforming a lot. I think audiences just want something more creative, want something different. And I think our age group alone, too, are being more vocal about that and showing up for those certain type of movies. Like how you know, Oppenheimer made a billion dollars and they showed the demographic was mainly people in our range, our age range of like 25 to 35 years old, you know? It's like we're the new vocal point of movies and with uh, Twitter, you know, Letterboxd becoming bigger and bigger as it becomes a platform. I just think going forward and overall, it's a positive light. I think being more vocal about it and being saying, no, we don't want this, we want this, I think it's going to shape how Hollywood makes their movies, and I think with the strike being over, and certain box office failures and such, and certain, like, bigger box office booms like Barbie and Oppenheimer, I think going forward, it's going to be an interesting time to see where, like, movies land and what creativity, like, strides forward more. That was a lot of words, by the way. We appreciate the thoughts. Are we, Ben? Oh, yeah. No, that was an excellent encompassing of of the year <laughs> i agree so i, I want to go next because that kind of mentioned something ben that i wanted to talk about too which was the failure of blockbusters but i'm gonna take it from two approaches i want to go positive i'm gonna go negative i'm going positive because i love movies or i love that audiences went to go see oppenheimer right mm-hmm. and barbenheimer definitely helped right zach but a dialogue heavy r-rated three-hour biopic about the making of the atomic bomb made almost a billion dollars. That is awesome. That is fantastic. On the other hand, Ben, I'm disappointed that our big studios have failed to realize that just because, you know, your name is, you have Marvel Studios attached or DC attached or Lucasfilm attached, doesn't mean you're going to make the money it's going to make. You got to make quality. And, you know, not to harp on Indiana Jones here, Ben, because I'm going to harp on Marvel a bit here today, too. But, you know, they felt so confident that they premiered it at Cannes, and look how that turned out. The buzz for that movie died instantly. That movie tanked. The Flash tanked for a number of different reasons, not just because, whatever your thoughts on the film, I'm sure we're going to talk about The Flash here, too. Uh the Flash didn't make the money it did. The Marvels didn't make the money it did. Quantum Mania did not make the money it did. Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle. Well, Blue Beetle wasn't going to make enough money anyway just because it's it's so out there. Uh, you know, the most successful comic movie is just, what, Guardians and Across the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. And Across the Spider-Verse probably could have made more if the comic genre as a whole was being received better than it, than it was this year. So I'm I'm disappointed in our 
you know, because I, I I will always support big blockbusters. I've I you know I I love them, but <laughs> this year in particular, but it's, it's it's disappointing that the big block the bigger blockbusters didn't for the most part didn't turn in better quality films and they ended up being so that's my two cents on 2023 tv side ben it's been a great year for television uh this was a record year for a show for me and watching shows newly released shows in 2023 but more than that ben this is i will probably put all that aside just so i can talk about modern family because modern family (laughs) is the best show i've watched this year without a doubt um and ben i started season six yesterday Wow. Okay. I am. I'm. I'm going. I'm going through it like, like crack. So it's. Uh, yeah. TV. It, it, I, and this is just a personal opinion, Ben. I think TV has been a little bit stronger than movies for me personally this year. I, I've. I feel like I've watched better television this year than movies. Not to say that all television was great this year. <laughs> Secret Invasion. But uh, you know, we'll, we'll 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 talk about it, Ben. We'll talk about it. You want to go next, Ben? Sure. Um, yeah, I, I, you both have talked about the, the state of movies and, and everything so well. Uh, so I will echo the same sentiments, um, studio wise and everything. Um, I, I think I had a good time at the movies this year. No, there is, there's a lot that are, uh, divided among fans and, and controversial and stuff, but I, I feel like overall I had a good time with a lot of them. Um, we're still not at the level like 2016, 15, I think had like fantastic movies. <laughs> um, kind of when I was like getting in. 2010, really, man. Movie- yeah, well, yeah. Um, 2019. Yeah, 19 as well. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, the past several years haven't haven't been quite to those levels, but um, I feel like we're, and hopefully we're getting getting back to that level um, for the, the quality and the number of quality movies. Um, but I, I had I had a great time this year. There was a lot that surprised me that I you know wasn't looking forward to as much, and like I said, some that maybe a lot of people didn't like that I was like I I found enjoyment in that. So I was uh, quite quite pleased with this year. Um, and then TV, I'm still you know I'm not don't watch a ton of TV, but for what I saw, uh, I enjoyed a lot. And even The Last of Us, I still think about a lot. And that was early early in the year. Um, so for that being as great as it was, was, was really, uh, cool. I, you know, to, to that point, Ben, I think some of my favorite theater experiences of this decade so far have come from this year. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, but possibly we could talk about that later, but I, yeah, you said, you know, having a great time with the movies and I'm just thinking about, you know, guardians and Oppenheimer, even Barbie to that extent. Like I just had a great time just being with a big crowd at the movies this year. Yeah. You know, it's good to see. Now, movie going hasn't been the same since COVID. I think we're going right. with that, but it's still good to see that a majority, like, there's still a good people, a amount of people going back to the movies and stuff like that. So, at least for the bigger blockbusters. You know, a smaller budget films, not so much. You know, and this is my question before I let Jacob go that, you know, I'll let Zach and Ben answer first and Jacob can go and then he can get on with his his thoughts. Do you guys, this was the first year in a while for me, guys, that I felt I'm okay with missing this movie because it's going to be on digital in a couple of weeks. 
I don't know if you guys have felt that way at all this year, but I I felt that way with a couple of films this year. I don't know who wants to go first. Y'all want to, whoever wants to go first, go first. But I, I felt that way about a couple, not all films, but a couple of films. I'm like, I, I don't really want to, even though like, you know, Zach, we talked about, we have A-list, but I don't really want to waste an A-list on this movie when I can go watch Guardians again. So. Yeah, I, I, I can see where you're coming from. I'm not going to lie. Like, so when 2021 and 2020, 22 i went to the movies a lot like i was doing double features i was doing like like when the suicide squad came out i saw the suicide squad then free guy i saw the suicide squad then another movie you know i did that type of thing i haven't done that a lot this year i did that with barbie for a while um and then guardians as well but i haven't been going to the movies every like saturday and sunday like i used to i haven't been spending time a lot like at the movies or I wait a week or two for crowds to die down or something. It's not so much a digital it's like streaming. Like maybe I could, I almost waited to go to wait for uh, Disney's wish to come on like Disney plus, but now I was like, no, I- I'll go see it. I'm kind of bored. Let me go see it. It's like that type of motive for me right now. It's like, if I'm bored, I'll go see it. But there's, hasn't been, especially the later half of the year, maybe it's a strike. Maybe it was like just, not a lot of movies i want to go repeat value of it but i can see where you're coming from like the digital standpoint of just like i'll wait till to rent it i'll wait for streaming i i'm kind of like in the middle of it Bennett, you want to go next man um <clears throat> yeah i see where you're coming from too i i'm a very different mindset because the i don't get digital um movies i wait for the the uh, physical and then i've even kind of slowed down recently on getting physical um so yeah and with the the regal pass i try to see <laughs> as many as i can with that to to uh you know break even um for that ticket and i i do um i got like the year pass so the the first time i did it i actually kept track on excel <laughs> and saw how much money i saved and stuff but then the next time i was like all right like that's that's fine i'm just gonna use it um so yeah what i i i have there are several though that I've I've been like you know I oh, don't have the time or um, maybe we'll wait a few months for for streaming um, but most of the time I'll try to go see it. All right, Jacob. Well, why don't you give your thoughts now on twenty twenty three as a whole, my friend? Well, I had fun. Um, I I, uh, I don't know if uh, like like you guys are saying. I think Zach put it really well. Like kind of the way the industry is right now and. It's it's funny. I see people online trying to pinpoint like what's wrong with the movie, you know, the movie industry in general right now. And I I think it's a lot of things. I don't think it's just one thing. Um, And you can make a big list is the thing. I think it's all, you know, there's a lot of things that have changed about how we watch movies after the pandemic. You know, there's uh, John people getting interested in other things, too. You know, and there's a lot of different things, I think, that have mixed into it. But and obviously it's affected, you know, how we go to the movies and how much the movies make. And uh, then I also think there's a thing I, I, I see these studios, you know, making these movies where it's like, oh, to make money off this, it has to make a billion dollars. And I don't know if that's the best thing either, you know, because it feels like I, I love a great big budget movie. But, you know, if you got to make that much off of it, I feel like that should be like a win after you make your money back, you know, for it to make a billion dollars. But, but there's a lot of things you could go on and on with what's going on with the industry. But for based on like, I, I think I've gone to the movies this year, actually more than I've ever gone. Um, and uh, I, I've enjoyed a lot of things. 
Uh, I've enjoyed a lot of things that a lot of people haven't. Uh, I think that's just how I am in general, though. Uh, like indie, I, we got a new Indiana Jones movie this year. I, that made me excited, um, and I, I still really enjoyed it. I, I liked it. And the Flash was another one that a lot of people didn't like. I even like Shazam too. I know that's one that people are like, oh, that one's. It, it, maybe it's not the best movie, but I, I enjoyed it. But uh, but there were some stinkers, like Expendables Four. I, that that was pretty bad. I went and saw that on opening night. Uh, oh God, he <laughs> you. It was pretty funny though. I mean, I will give it that. Um, uh, and and it's funny. I, I I've gotten like some of the weirdest movie memories from the movies I didn't expect. Like you guys are gonna laugh, but me and my buddy Mark when we went and saw the Meg two on opening night. That was the most fun time just because of the audience we were with. You could tell they were there for it, like we were. And and it's interesting that that's kind of some of the memories that stick out this year. But but no, there's been a lot of movies that I've I've really liked. Um, and, uh, I don't know, I think overall it's been, I've enjoyed this year for movies, definitely. Um, so I, I, I obviously maybe the industry and, and other uh, fans, I know if you go on like Twitter or other places, oh my gosh, it seems like everybody's got a different opinion about any, everything that's come out this year. It's, it's interesting, but, um, I think this is going to be a year people are going to look back on and it's like, man, that was a weird year for, for movies. And I also think, there's going to be some movies that people are going to look on from this year, actually more than normal where they're like, Oh, that wasn't as bad as everybody said it was, you know, at the time, I think there's a lot of these movies. Like I think like Ant-Man and the Lost quantum mania comes to mind for some reason. I feel like in the Marvels, I think that's going to be a movie, a couple movies where people will be like, Oh, that, it's kind of like a Spider-Man three thing where people didn't like it at the time, but now I think down the line they will. And for, for TV, I, I've, I haven't watched as much, um, definitely not as much as movies, but I have enjoyed what I've seen. Obviously, Ted Lasso is one of my favorite shows. Rod and I were just talking about that before we started the tonight, and that had its final season. Well, it was it's supposed to be, and I really enjoyed that. And then the Ted Lasso um, show from the same people, uh, Shrinking, that premiered this year. That was really early on, and that's another one I really liked. So, uh, yeah, I. It, I've enjoyed what I've seen, so it's been fun. I, I, but but maybe maybe there's some things that are going to change, and I think there there are in how movies are produced and how they're put out there. Uh, so shrinking. Uh, so, I'm, anyway, uh, shrinking. Then is it's uh, Jr. Sorry, Jacob is is still probably my favorite show of of, of this year. You know that and the Last of Us. And it's funny because both those shows been came out in January, and like you know nothing has really come close to touching that. Though either of those shows for me at least, um, and it's funny because you know Zach, I know you're not a big TV guy, but even you were like, man, I just gotta watch The Last of Us because I don't know how much of a fan you are of the game. So I, I think I'm more excited for all of us to talk about season two of The Last of Us because at least here, I know you, Ben, you and Zach are more fond of the game than I am, mm-hmm. uh, so it's definitely going to be more fun talking about that season. I'm curious how they're going to split that because that's a massive game. It is a massive, massive game. So I'm curious how they're going to split hours. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, uh, knowing HBO, though, Ben and Zach, they are going to make this shit depressing as hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I just, know. I just hope it doesn't get too depressing where it just becomes unwatchable. Like you're just dreading I'm, it. Every Zach, I'm, no, I'm, I'm not kidding. I think it might get to that point because we, we've seen Definitely. HBO go to those links before, especially with like euphoria where they've gone too far. They could, 
they could. I think I they, like could. they could because the big almost because Jacob hasn't seen it and probably some of the audience probably saw haven't played the game, but like the, the big thing that happens, they could stretch that out and make it that's really what fun. I was about to say. Yeah. They're gonna stretch that out and then like make it more devastating. And that's what I think with the part two is they're gonna improve on elements that people have criticized. Like I know Rod, you, you have some criticism with the game. I think they're gonna improve on that, especially uh, Neil Druckmann. I think he's gonna improve with some flaws that he presented at first. So it's gonna be interesting. Well, my, my you know my main criticism is not of the character of Abby. It's how Abby was used in this game, and I just I I didn't like it. I'm still. It has that backstory. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I I get why they did it because I I applaud them for taking that risk. It's just mm-hmm. a risk I didn't like. So you know, but we can talk about we 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 talked about enough on this pod yeah. and stuff like that. But it's always fun to talk about Ben for a good minute or two on, on mm-hmm. here. Um. So Ben, I think it's time we get started here. We have six topics, and then we got some wild card questions. Yeah. Uh, just out of curiosity. Ben and or not Ben, uh, Zach and Jacob. Zach, I'll start with you first. For your wild cards, did you guys come up with a question for both Ben and I, or Ben and I separately? I did one for both of y'all, but the question you just asked about the one we just talked about was similar to my question. <laughs> okay. So I may have to think of a new one. Okay. What about you, Jacob? I got one for both of you because you can both answer it. It's not like. What was your favorite Dakota Johnson moment of the year or anything? <laughs> <you take> okay. <laughs> Not thank that you, you couldn't you. answer that, Ben, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Ben can answer it. It's 50 Shades Freed, obviously. Quite, quite specific. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, not that one, Ben. Oh, uh, Ben, just to wait for Dakota and Scarlett to do a film together. Oh, wow. I'll be our next yeah. beat up, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's called Secret Wars, where she comes back as Black Widow and Madden Webb pops up. That actually sounds like it could probably happen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's gonna happen. <laughs> Come on. So you know what? I then I was thinking about: Do we do the wheel today? Do we not? Yeah. I'm not doing the wheel. We're not doing the wheel. Okay. I, I hate the wheel. Okay. Because I'm the only one who hears the sound effects, and the sound effects annoy yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. So, let's start with this question, Ben. Okay. I feel like it's a. I actually like this question you asked because it's one of your questions. And it's, a quite, and it's actually a category they start off with at the Oscars. Let's talk about our favorite side characters, our, oh. our, our favorite supporting characters this year. Mm-hmm. Then this was actually probably the second toughest question I had to choose today, <laughs> or, or I had to choose when coming up with my uh, my answers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously I couldn't, I, I wanted to go with Bill Murray for Quantumania because he was right. such a vital part of, of Quantumania. Yes, yes. <laughs> Zach, same, same. Um, so I'm not gonna go first though. I'm gonna let Jacob go first on this one. Jacob, what was your favorite side character of, of 2023 or supporting? So supporting it actually it, it comes from my favorite movie of 2023, which I just saw last weekend. Oh, and, <gasps> is it what I think it is, Jacob? Yeah, it's uh, I I think this is how you say her name, Devine Joy Randolph. Yes, right? yeah, from the holdovers. Uh, and she plays. I'm looking at Mary Lamb. That's the character's name. Um, I love this movie. And there's been a lot of really good supporting people in, in movies this year. It, it could actually probably be the year of supporting actors and actresses. But there are some scenes in this movie where she just does these little things and it's heartbreaking. And you feel it and you want to ball your eyes out. And it's so good. 
Um, because I don't think this is a spoiler because it's said right at the start of the movie. Um, and the holdovers, her character is going through losing her son. So you get these scenes with her, you know, just kind of dealing with the loss and especially around the holidays and how hard that can be. And obviously she's connected to these other two characters that are in the movie. Um, and the stuff they go through together and the stuff they kind of talk about with each other, it's just so wonderful. But there are some scenes with just her alone that I think are perfect and, and so good. I don't want to say what they are because I do feel like they're big moments in the movie. They happen. There's one a little later on when they go to Boston that I really, really love. And it's just really, really good. But the holdovers, I love it so much. I, I, that's actually one I'm going to have to buy on digital here soon. Cause I want to rewatch it again before Christmas. So uh, I, I loved it so much. Did you say buy it on digital, Jacob? I, I know that's unlike me, but it's not on physical. And, and and the reason it's timing, if it had a Blu-ray release before, I would get it. You already said it. I might still buy the Blu-ray later on, too. I don't know. I'm I I get it. You gotta piece both hosts. You gotta piece both hosts. I get it. 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 I got it. I got it. Then I forgot the text you. My mom watched the holdovers last night. Mm-hmm. And she loved it. She mm-hmm. thought it was a little too long. It's like how my just like my thoughts were. Okay, yeah. But she's rooting for uh God, I forgot her name. The Devine. Joy Randolph. Right, Randolph. Yeah, she's rooting for her to get the supporting actress now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. So Ben, why don't you go ahead and go next, man? And then we'll let Ooh. Zach go. Okay. Um, well, I had several I bet written you down. Um I'll Pick one for now. Let, let's go with uh, do a rapid fire. Yeah, there you go. Do a rapid. It's, okay. It is your show, Ben. You are you are one of the hosts. You're right. It is my show. Our show. Well, I'm, I'm still here yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> um, one of these I I've have a feeling Zach's gonna pick, so I'll leave that one for him. Um, I have uh Dottie Ann as Kane at John Wick Four, who was excellent. Um, he's yeah playing another. Uh, blind guy <laughs> like uh, Star Wars but um, yeah th- his character was so good uh, for to be introduced in, in the fourth one um, and you get kind of you know a little backstory and everything and there's uh, I like when they, they, they focus on him um, a little bit and maybe because they're leading into a possible uh, sequel spinoff thing in the franchise with, with his character I, I hope that happens or He'll he'll appear again later, maybe. Um, but anyway, he was he was so good. Um, also, I, I was looking up lists, and I was like, yeah, she was really good. Tilda Swinton in The Killer, um, which I didn't. I, I like the movie a lot. It's not like my favorite um, Fincher. Um, but I was interested in it. And, you know, a lot of voiceover going through and everything. But her scenes, I was glued to the screen. Um, with her whole conversation at dinner and what follows after as they're, uh, they're, they're walking away from the restaurant. Um, yeah, they her, she was <laughs> so good in those scenes. So, um, it felt so authentic and everything, um, with her, you know, does she have the upper hand really or not? Or, and her whole conversation, the, the, the writing was fantastic, um, in the way she, executed it uh, and then Rachel McAdams as well in Are You There God It's Me Margaret uh, was fantastic she's another one who I feel like is 
in the running, uh, maybe for Oscars. She she is getting a lot of awards buzz. Like she's been getting nominated for some of these awards. Uh, you know, these small, these smaller awards. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, shows whatever. But don't be surprised tomorrow, Ben, when the Golden Globe nominations come out and she gets nominated. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to come Oscar nominations, which is the twenty third of January. She gets nominated. Like I. Even though it's called Are You There, God, It's Margaret, and like Margaret's the star of the show. Yeah. I still think about Rachel McAdams. Yeah. And that speech about her family and religion. It's like, oh my goodness. It's when you told me to watch it, I was like, I, I sure, okay. Yeah, yeah. Man, I, <laughs> such a good movie. So good. Yeah. Is it crazy to say it's one of her best performances too? I it, it's up there. Yeah. Like, about time is still my favorite performance of yeah. hers right now, but she, it's close, man. It's close. Yeah. Um yeah, and and her playing—I guess she's played a mother before, but not to this extent, I guess, <laughs> um, or, or as much in this role is really memorable. Um, yeah, and her, like you said, the, the whole speech and um, chemistry with uh, um, was it Benny Safdie? Was the was the dad? Yeah, um, and then dealing with the religion and their family and everything. So yeah, she was fantastic as well. All right, Zach. Put down your dino chicken nuggets. <laughs> it's actually stuffed peppers. Oh, okay. It's Moving on up. Yeah. What's getting the biscuit on a Sunday? Yeah, right, I see. <laughs> Pinky's up. Something different. Um, I have a few. Obviously, I'm gonna always have a few because me. Um, Nathan Lane and Bo is Afraid made me laugh so hard in that movie. His the line delivery and performance in that is perfect. Like. Just the way he said that, just the simplest things made me laugh at that chaotic movie. Um, Sasha Cali and Super as in as Supergirl in the Flash, uh, she stole the show for me. Um, I was always give her. If the reports are true, I feel bad for her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I oh, I so figured I'm already I already accepted it like way a long time ago. No, she yeah. she deserved better. She deserved. She did. So she Ben did. Jacob, just um, for those who don't, yeah. just for those who don't know, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Zach, but because you brought it up, okay. I just wanted to say like, there's reports that they're casting for Supergirl and Superman Legacy. So obviously that means Sasha Cow's not coming back. Oh, probably literally Reinhardt is like the main rumor right now. But oh, please, said don't, any please don't be her. Please don't be fucking her. <laughs> She's great. Come on, hustlers. No, there's, a, there's, a, there's an Instagram user I'm good friends with on there, and he's just gonna not, oh, no. not gonna shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> oh God. no, me and him are great buds. We we talk about we're a small support. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he's <laughs> the biggest fucking sip in the goddamn world. I swear. To God. I don't blame him. All right, I, I'm I'm fully behind this choice. Oh, Anyways, yeah. um, but yeah, but Sasha, she has a um, Sundance movie coming out apparently, so I think she's gonna. She's gonna have a promising career outside of Supergirl. Um, sorry, Raw's reaction just right now. I guess something happened in football. They're just funny. Um, anyways, um, yeah. So Bo is afraid. Um, yeah, Nathan Lane, Sasha Calle, um, Jason Momoa, and Fast X blew me away and saved that entire movie. Um, he's the only one that knew what the movie was supposed to be, and that's why it was ten times funnier. Um, Shawnee Smith and Saw X was a charming delight to see back in. Um, that's a, She was great in that. It had some really funny lines that made my theater bust out laughing. Um, 
I I took the question more as characters and not performances when I was presented. So Lily Gladstone, I will say, since we're talking about performances, Lily Gladstone and um, Killers of the Flower Moon was incredible. Probably my favorite supporting like performance of the year so far. Um, but she was great in it. I know people think maybe she's the lead supporting. I'm gonna say supporting. It's just the way I see it. Um, but overall, I think I know who Ben was gonna say for uh, Ryan Gosling as Ken. There, there has been no other performance this year that has made me smile from ear to ear for two hours as much as Ryan Gosling has been. It, it's, it's kind of a good like, not like a comeback, but a good like, especially with the movie making a billion dollars. It's because Gosling kind of has some like box office failures with you know Drive, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, these leading roles, and it feels like our generation who grew up with him, who appreciate his work, finally came to support him, and he's. I, it's going to be a tight race for the Oscars. Downey and Gosling, I think. Um, it's going to be really, really tight. But he just brought me the, the campiness, his performance, the way he put sunglasses on two times, and the way he thought patriarchy was about horses. It, it was an incredible, incredible time, and he makes me laugh every time, and I can't wait to rewatch it now. You know, I'm going to start with Zach, where Zach Zach said one of his honorable mentions, uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Oppenheimer. He's probably my third or fourth favorite performance of the year. He is sensational. It's just probably his best performance in a long, long time, I feel like. And again, with my favorite performance, no doubt, but just pure, I'm, I'm just talking about just pure acting and everything like that, where he's not Tony Stark. Uh, this is probably his best guy since maybe the first Iron Man. I mean, he is sensational here uh i i loved him i love how nolan bought the best in him in this movie um, it, it's one of the reasons why i don't but i mean then we did our top five actors and actresses a while back and you know i talked about his performance a little bit but he's he's still my betting favorite to win best supporting actor and then i saw kills of the farm and i was like oh yeah robert de niro still exists so yeah he's the niro's gonna have something to say about that uh, which is also another supporting character i want to mention too that is is de niro and kills of the fire moon look we're gonna talk about kills of the fire moon later i have i enjoy the movie very very much zach i want to i want you to answer this to you man um i think de niro is probably the best character in this movie yeah oh fucking evil and vile pure evil like his this is disgusting yeah. Yeah. And the fact that he thinks he can get away with it, that's what makes it pure evil. Now, Ben, I know you you had a chance to watch it, right, Ben? I am halfway through. I <laughs> it is a Google was lying, but long, she was telling the truth yeah. you were halfway through. <laughs> yep. But so what do you think about De Niro so far though? I, yeah, I I was I mean, I know he's great, but I was surprised. I so far I think he is the best character yeah. <laughs> as well. He is disgusting uh, in this movie in, in the best yeah. ways. Like for yeah. performances, he is. I'm not gonna mention. I'm not gonna say he's my favorite just because of what he's going through right now. But I think Zach Jacob and you all probably would have known if he wasn't going through a trial right now. I probably would have mentioned Jonathan Majors as my favorite, not for Kang but for Creed three. And I, Zach, I don't know how many times we've talked about Creed three and my why I love him in that movie, but he is so good in that movie and. You know, I know we've all talked about just the downward spiral his career has taken. I mean, I mean, but I've never seen a more, you know, fall from grace than Jonathan Majors right now. I mean, he was at the, the top of the world with a Marvel movie and a, and a Rocky film, and then just a 
just just a tumble. Yep. Because you couldn't. It makes me so mad. It does. Yeah. It makes me so like I'm. Whenever we watch Quantumania, I'm just like in disbelief. Just like we'll say, say those after one. Quantum Mania later. Okay. We're not about Quantum Mania, oh, but of course we are. <laughs> but it, it upsets me, Ben. That I mean, you, you know, we've talked about that a bunch, but you know, I've, I've been following the trial the trial closely, and it's not looking good right now for him. Hmm. So I'm I'm kind of prepared for the inevitable of him getting recast and that's unfortunate because between he who remains and 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 his time in creed those movies wouldn't work as well without him especially quantum mania so i'm i i am beside myself on just like this that that one hurts me more more than anything man Mm -hmm. as far as just like actors actresses goes like i haven't been hurt I try not to care about like you know celebrity buzz and all that, but like this one hurts more than anything right now because I I have been on this band's side since I saw Lovecraft Country for the first time, and so for him to kind of tumble it hurts. So all that said, Ben, my last I want to mention is Haley Atwell and Dead Reckoning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So good in this movie. Yeah, Don't you say it. Damn it, he said it. <laughs> Zach, you can't deny how great she was in that movie. She is so good. Very charming. Very charming. charming, but it's something different than Mission Impossible has done before, where we usually get like the badass action star. You know, we get someone who's badass at stealing, but not badass at all the other stuff. Spy stuff. Yeah, yeah. spy stuff. Yeah, and Ben, I, I didn't want to say it when we first, when I first saw, it, but I'm going to say it now. Cruz has better chemistry with her than he does with Rebecca Ferguson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's no offense to Rebecca Ferguson because I, I I love those two, but mm-hmm. him and Haley just have this connection. I was like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm loving this. Yeah, and they they are kind of like thrown together mm-hmm. more than him and Rebecca, who were kind of uh, at each other's throats more when they were mm-hmm. introduced mm-hmm. and stuff. But yeah, I agree. It it, it just like they fell right into place. <laughs> uh, Working together and everything. So that leaves my favorite band. Now, what is my favorite supporting performance of the year? Hmm. And I'm I'm gonna go with someone who maybe you guys maybe didn't think I was gonna mention at all today. Zach, who, who do you think we'll talk about, Zach? Minute I realized it wasn't Downey. I'm just like, oh god, this damn simp. Oh, oh, oh. So you haven't been that that broke you back in November, I bet. No, no, not a Marvel lining in the Marvel. Okay, scary person. No, no, Zach, no, 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 no. No, I would never go that far today. No, 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 I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far today. No, 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 no. no. Please, please, Zach, please, please, don't, don't, don't think that that low of me. Come on now. Now tomorrow I might. Today I'm not going to do that. Today, I'm going to go with Ben, someone I have already talked about. So I'm going to mention him just real quickly here. I said he was an honorable mention, but he's actually the star here, Ben. That's right. I pulled a whole, uh, a whole I pulled a whole uh, magic trick on y'all. That's right. Yeah. 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 It's Downey and Oppenheimer. I love them. He was great. Favorite supporting character of the year. Absolutely. No Talking. doubt. 
Zach, please come on, man. For the sake of the show and integrity, please save your comments for the end. Thank you. Okay. You, you kind of revealed it the same way they revealed him in the movie. <laughs> I think I like that, Rod. That's cool. <laughs> So anyway, next question, Ben. That's funny. <laughs> Good point. All right, me pick the next one. Yeah, you want to? Why don't you choose the next one, Ben? Ooh, okay. Um, that was one of my questions. Let's go with one of your questions, which was, um, you want to dive into, into comic book movies? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Let's no. Let's no. Let's wait till the next one. Let's do. To shout out a few underrated. And overrated movies. Yeah, that, that, that one's gonna take a minute. So let, let's yeah. talk about this. Let's talk about this category. Uh, Zach, you want to go first on this one? Sure. Um, but well, you know, what? let's go around the room and let's say overrated first. Let's talk about overrated. Okay. Let's get the negatives out of the way. Okay. Um, this one was hard. So, like, there's not I. It's not that I don't like the term overrated. It's just I. It was very hard because like if I don't like something, I'm not gonna like it. There hasn't been a movie where I'm just like, well, a lot of people praise that, and I just didn't get it. For me, there were a two here or two in the year so far, and I still enjoy them for what they are. It's just I think that the praise and what people were talking about online really felt oversaturated. Asteroid City. I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't know one more. I don't remember one line from this movie. Uh, maybe Margot Robbie's line, but even that, it it it, it talks the way it's the most Wes Anderson he can get, and I love Wes Anderson. I enjoy his movies, but this one went a little bit too far for me. I know a lot of people thought French Dispatch did, but this one for some reason overdid it. And even though I enjoy the aesthetics, I enjoy what was happening and I was loving the performances and Johansson's performance. Seeing her outside of a black of a Marvel movie and then, you know, the cameos and the actors and stuff. It's just something was in the end I just kind of forgot about it. Like as much as it's technically great and as part the writing is great, I don't remember the writing because it's just so jumbled up Wes Anderson, it's just so jumbled, and just I don't remember a damn thing. So besides the alien and Margot Robbie, so <laughs> sorry, Rod. Um, those are like the two. Like, it was just kind of like after I thought about, it, I was just kind. This is kind of overrated. As as I sat and thought about it, looked at my letterbox list of of the year so far. Um, the other one, this one is not so much critics, but more of audience. Uh, Transformers: Rise of the Beast. So you mean Man, Instagram? You mean Instagram or or just uh, just uh? Oh, uh, I say Instagram and Fandango, oh. <laughs> or um, oh, where the yeah, audience, yeah, where the audience score is so high, it's like this is why you don't trust credits and why you should look at the audience. <laughs> it's like, okay, bud, this is Transformers: Rise of the Beast. This is a fucking some masterpiece. All right, um, there's just something hollow about this movie to me. I had fun towards the last act of it. It was really fun. The um. Transformers theme, seeing everything happening, it kept me it kept me awake. And then the GI Joe reveal was kind of stupid. Um, it was just it was just it's just kind of stupid in the end. And I I wish they went more nineties, and they really didn't didn't like hone in on the era. And maybe I know a lot of people love the Michael Bay movies or hate the michael bay movies but for me i'm very nostalgic i know rod is too especially the original trilogy um and i just feel like 
it was missing the bay the bay him it was missing that i'm sorry i know um like bumblebee for what it was outside Haley steinfeld it still had some charm into it this one there just it just felt hollow to me i feel like it was like seven years too late it felt like it was like 26 if this came out in 2016 screen junkies would have loved this movie it would be one of those movies and did someone say Haley Steinfeld? I, I'm sorry. I, I, I did. Like, yeah. 30 seconds ago. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it would benefit if they connected the worlds, you know, connected the movies better. But in the end, it just felt just kind of hollow. The action was kind of forgettable. The last act, the last act is fun. It's just it's kind of forgettable in the end, but people were raving that this is how Transformers should be and don't trust the critics. And I'm just like, guys, let's be real here for a second. Let's be real. Oh, just the comic. None of those are on my list, but like Rise of the Beast is definitely overrated for sure. Uh, I think that we talked about it for like maybe what twenty seconds. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's okay, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's fine. I, I, the the, the GI Joe thing was spoiled for me. And I was like, oh, well, that's never going to happen anyway. So I don't oh. give a shit. Um, <laughs> the best character in that movie was actually Pete Davidson. Surprisingly, <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. he saved the movie. They re that's the, like the most interesting part of the movie. They rewrote that I forgot the Transformers name now, but they rewrote the robot to fit his voice acting because he was so good in it. Yeah, and it's just like he saved the movie. Can I ask you guys one thing? So I'm really been I'm sick and tired of seeing this in Transformers movies. I'm really sick and tired of Optimus Prime. His name is Optimus Prime, but he gets his ass beat in every fucking <laughs> movie. That's happening more. I thought they were gonna break the trend. I thought they were like, all right, let's see Optimus Prime do some shit. No, he gets whooped again. Like and then like it's like, it takes a couple of you know Florence Pew Pew Bat blast to beat you know, to beat the villain. Like, what 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 the fuck? Yeah. Or he needs Bumblebee to save the day, you know. I I'm just <laughs> Ben, go ahead. Talk about your oh wait, yeah, we're talking about overrated. Yeah. Ben. Um Okay, what, what one of them is unfortunate? Um, Don't you say it. Bottoms for me. I feel like a lot of people loved it. I there's there's <sighs> funny parts to it, but it for me it like goes a little too far into the um, the zany. Rod has cut off his camera. I don't know if that was on purpose. Um, You're damn right, it was on too. purpose. <laughs> the audio is still there. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was. Uh, it went too zany and too unrealistic. You're too zany. And Damn then, it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I, I couldn't really get into it. Um, even though I like uh, the Rachel Senate and um, I O Anna Beery. Okay. <laughs> there. Anyway, uh, and Marshawn Lynch was was pretty funny too. Um, but you can't talk about him either. Damn it. <laughs> Okay, all right. We'll there's, something, there's something funny seeing Rod without a camera, him speaking. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's just your name is huge, and then we hear the voice every now and then. Um, and then the other one, I don't, I don't know if anyone actually thought this was like a, an amazing movie, but the the social media buzz around uh, Megan was really big, and it. How? No, I'm, I agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <good. laughs> um, I, the the marketing for it was really great. All the you know girls in the costume dancing and everything and then staring at the camera or whatever. Um, I don't know. I, I I was still expecting more fun than than what we actually got. Um, yeah, I was kind of I, I kind of picked out. Oh, that's gonna come back in the end, isn't it? No, yeah, it did. And um, 
the, the acting isn't isn't all that great overall. Yeah, so I wasn't expecting it to be anything great, but I was still uh, kind of disappointed with with what we actually got. And then, of course, I think they've the get a sequel uh, greenlit pretty quick. One is it's one of those. So, and they, they use a three instead of an e, and that pissed me off too in the title. So, there you go. <laughs> uh jacob <laughs> what about you uh, you know what's funny about megan megan actually had like one of the i laughed the hardest at one part of that movie that i have laughed all year it's the part where the cop is like talking to um the one main girl who's like the aunt lady you know who yeah. was megan who built megan and she's it's, it's such a dark moment but he's like hey uh i need to ask you questions about this what's happened here with your neighbor uh, we think it might be connected to that that kid at, at the street, uh, the kid who got killed too, you know. And then the cop laughs. And he's like, "Sorry, I probably shouldn't laugh." And just the way he said it was so funny. Like I was like, "What the heck?" Like, it's just out of nowhere, but it was like it was actually a really funny moment. It kind of reminded me of Doctor Hibbert in The Simpsons when he laughs all the time and stuff. And like, but, but but anyway, sorry. I had to. I remembered that right when you're talking. Um, uh, overrated movies. Um. I have a tough time choosing overrated ones just because I don't know. I think it's kind of because I'm positive and I, I I always hate picking out one. And um, generally for the most part, everything everybody liked this year, I'm like, yeah, I like that. That was cool. But there was one that I could think of where I was like, you know, I don't think I liked that as much as everybody else did, even though I enjoyed it. And it's the movie Joyride. Um, I know people adore this movie. And for me, I think it was just a little too like dirty. Like it kind of, it crosses the line a lot in some parts. And uh, honestly, I'm not going to lie. The stuff I really enjoyed in it was like the really heartwarming stuff. Like there's this scene at the end of that movie that made me cry. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, I kind of wish that was this was more of like a heartwarming comedy rather than this and this is going to be like the complete opposite of why it worked, <laughs> but I wish it was like a heartwarming comedy rather than this raunchy comedy. I don't know. For me, it was just a little too much in some parts. Like it was almost like a sensory overload in some scenes, but I, I see why people liked it so much. I get it, but it just wasn't one of my favorites. And that, that was the one I could think of where I was like, I, that, that one for me was probably my overrated pick. So I'm going to choose to ignore Ben right now still because I'm, I haven't forgiven Ben just yet uh, for that Bottoms review. Um, Zach, I don't know how you're still here, actually. I, 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 don't, I don't get it. Contain rage. Yeah, you know, but and, and, and Jacob, I, you know, um, Joyride was a movie that I, I actually quite enjoyed, but I, I get it because it is it does get a, a little too dirty. And it was, we talk about favorite theater experiences. This is probably my, been my most uncomfortable because I wrote yeah, the story. My mother, yeah. So it was a little too uncomfortable for me at a certain point involving some, uh, what were they, football players? I think we or basketball players? Basketball players? Um, that was, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was a little too that was weirdly graphic that scene and I don't know why like it was <laughs> yeah. it was so I I I have two and one of them is an art house film and I don't know how to how I feel about it but like it's this film on Amazon art on AMC plus or in Shutter it's called When Evil Works and 
I was all about it. I was like, yeah, everyone's raving about this. Everyone's like, this is the most disgusting horror film I've ever seen. I was like, oh, man, okay, here we go. I'm ready for a, a bloody good time. Can't watch it in theater, but I'm going to get some popcorn and, wa- and watch a good, you know, nasty horror film. I'm down. I've, I've seen grosser, weird, weirder horror films than when evil works. And, Zach, I don't know if, you have, if you've had it. I know you're the horror guy here. That's why I'm going to you first. But it's don't expect anything too bloody like it's bloody don't get me wrong it's graphic but like i've seen more graphic horror films in this film evil dead rise is probably more graphic the tr- the cheese grater scene alone is more graphic than any other horror scene i've seen as well i don't know there was a giant dick in the in the attic uh and Boa's afraid so i don't know about that but yeah 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 so oh right that's right people who haven't seen Bo's Afraid is like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, there's a <laughs> giant something and in, in Bo's Afraid. It's 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 graphic. And then someone busts through a window and starts stabbing it. <laughs> it's the funniest scene. <laughs> the movie just goes off the rails at that point. I I don't even I don't even know what what God what bless A God bless A24 for yeah, only A24 can get away with that with that kind of scene. Only A24 can. Uh, but I'm actually going to go with the movie that you know people are raving about right now. Um, all the hype is there for it. I, I probably could mention. No, I'm not going to do that because I, I really enjoyed *Meeting Mayhem*. I didn't enjoy it as much as a lot of other people did, but like I, I still enjoyed it enough for like I can't say it's overrated, Ben. Yeah, so I, I won't go with that, but I will I will go with Blackberry. Uh Blackberry is a film in which I was very hyped for. You know, Shana talked to me about it. Our you know, our good buddy Shane, Wasteland Reviewer. Um I had seen some reviews on YouTube, I read some reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. And I'm all down, Ben, for a good biopic about a certain product or industry and all that. This is performance-driven, but the story itself, I was like, this is very paint-by-numbers. You know, and Jacob, Zach, and Ben, I want to get all your pains on this. How biopic just become so paint-by-numbers now that we're just kind of used to at this point? Because, like, for me now, Ben, the last biopic I really loved was probably King Richard. Like, I truly loved. Like, I loved King Richard. I don't think I've loved a biopic since. I don't think. I Well, Oppenheimer, I guess, counts. So I guess I can count Oppenheimer. But What about Air? Another film I kind of... I see it as overrated a little bit. I almost had it on my list. Like, it's good. Oh, I like I it a lot. I think it drops oh, a bit, Zach. I think, I think too many needle drops. Too, too many. Songs. You can't have too many. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it was Ben. It was very on the nose. The soundtrack, yeah, yeah. Like, it was very, very on the nose. Yeah. Uh, but again, like like Blackberry Zach, I think Air is very performance driven. But story, like you know, script wise, it's it's paint by numbers. Um, but like you, Jacob, there's not a whole lot of films I can say are overrated. I think some films get a little too much hype and. And Zach, I'm gonna I'm gonna get tripping. I think you're the only other person who maybe have seen this of, of the four of us here. 
people were talking about reality a lot. Myself yeah. included. Because uh, I, I loved the first time around. I watched it again maybe like two months ago, and I was like, it's not as good as I once thought it was. So I can't say it's, it's overrated, but what did you say? It's a one-time watch kind of, just it, like it, I can't that, see myself. That's it, exactly. It is a one-time watch only. Yeah. Unless you're a big Sydney Sweeney fan, which I guess every man in, in America is, but still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably. So let's go ahead and switch gears, gentlemen. Let's talk about underrated. Uh then let's 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 change up a little bit. Let's talk about one film that we think it's overrated. Then we'll go around the room one more time and talk about underrated again. Uh just just for this just for the sake of time here. Um just in case we I don't want us to over repeat in case we all have the same film. I'm gonna start because I think there's like there's been a few underrated films actually this year. And there's I think there's actually a lot. And I'm actually not gonna say the Marvel Zach. I'm not because I'm leaving that for comic book films. I'm saving that for our comic book films discussion. I'm not even gonna say then love at first sight, the rom com. And you know how much I love that. I love that rom com. I, yeah. I I get it, Ben. I know, I know, I get it. I get it. It's too cheesy. I I know. I know. But in terms of underrated films that to have come out this year, there's two that come to mind, and I'm afraid Jacob's gonna take this one, so I'm gonna leave it for Jacob just in case. Well, Ben, this is a film I think that's actually better than Are You There, Goddess Margaret, and it has the same subject matter. It's called You Are So Not Invited to My Bar Bar Mitzvah with Adam Sandler and involving his children. Um, and what's her name? What's her face from Frozen? Uh, Idina, oh, Dina Mazel, Adele, Adele Dazeem, I think is her. And Dina, yeah. Yeah. My, my host here. Say it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Idina Menzel, thank yeah. you, Letterboxd. Uh, not not Zach or Ben here. Uh, this is a film that was so charming, so sweet in its subject matter and its approach to middle school angst and that anxiety, uh, but also that feeling of like, you know, we've all had that middle school crush, right? I know Ben, I know you've had one, Jacob. You've, I know you probably had one, Zach. You, you've probably had one. Not an actress. Uh, you know, <laughs> but we've all had that. Like we've all gone through. I'm like, I'm not afraid to admit. Like middle school was a very, very, very rough time for me. Like sixth, sixth through eighth grade was a very, very rough time for me. Whether it was middle school crushes, Ben, or just being with the wrong crowd. Like my friends in middle school, I no longer talk to. Minus probably one. Like there's one person I probably still talk to from middle school, but. I was with the wrong crowd in middle school, and I was definitely picked on in a lot in middle school. Um, and I'm, I'm not afraid to admit it because I'm 27, going to be 28 years old next year. So, I'm, you know, grow some balls. But, you know, I, there's a part of me when I was watching this film, and I was like, shit, I was getting flashbacks to like, yeah, I went through this and I went through this. And maybe that's why I think the film was underrated because, like, I think we can all agree Netflix films. They get talked about for three or four days, and then the next thing happens. And I wish that wasn't the case with this film in particular, because I think this is a special film. This is actually what I say. I mean, it's probably not five, then maybe I was this a top ten performance from them. 
like I, he's he's really good in this movie, and he plays kind of like the dad. He's the dad figure in this movie, but he's really good in here. Idina Menzel's very good here too. But it's a very charming, sweet kind of like coming of age film that I, for me, Ben, I thought was better than Are You There, Guys, Margaret? But for different reasons, I was able to kind of connect with this film more than Are You There, Guys, Margaret? Mm-hmm. So that, that that that's why that's where I'm coming from with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's my first underrated film. I'll, we'll come back again, but Zach, I want to go to you next. What's 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 your underrated film for the year? This one, right now. Uh, one for right now. We'll go, we'll go back again. Okay. Guys. Um, I think my main one. Uh, this one was another tough one because a lot of people have been crazy. Like a lot of the films I do love. So it's just like I don't see one that's been underrated that I've seen so far. But so I went more back into like box office numbers and maybe like outside of our film community and i'm gonna say the dungeons and dragons movie especially my last rewatch of it i really like fell in love again of it because when i saw it in theaters i really enjoyed it obviously it was a great movie um not that i I don't know maybe just wrong timing wrong day type of thing but then i rewatched it on paramount plus last month and i fell in love with it all over again um maybe I think what really shaped it for me was maybe kind of lackluster uh, blockbuster season this year. And like, sorry, uh, Jacob, but Indiana Jones uh, kind of was a little bit lackluster for me. And um, just a lot of other like big action movies. So watching it again, I'm like, oh, damn, this really was great. Why didn't this come out in the summer kind of? And it's just a great movie. It, it has it has all the notes for me. It has that James Gunn type of humor and I think that was another reason why I didn't, like, fall in love with it. I feel like, man, this is really just trying to be, like, Guardians of the Galaxy a little. And then, but you watch it again, it's like, well, it's actually trying to be something different. I still haven't seen Game Night by the same guys. I own it on Blu-ray. I just still haven't seen it. Um, but if it has the same type of humor stuff, I know I'm going to really enjoy it. Uh, it's, it's, D&D is just a really fun movie. You What's great, too, you don't need to know the game. You don't need to... I missed something. I wasn't looking at the camera, and everybody's laughing. No, no, I, I was gonna say. I, I think Dan, I can agree. Game night's better than Dungeons and Dragons. Trust me. Oh, okay. Game night's okay. better. Yeah. Okay. Um, but this, but does game night have a chunky dragon? I don't think so. No, um, but they have J- Jesse Plemons, who was a scene stealer. Oh, believe okay. me, I hear that. that. Yeah, I hear that a lot. Um, so yeah, it just like it has great action. It has great. There's a motive. There's you understand why Chris Pine is doing what he's doing. You understand why Michelle Rodriguez follows him, and it's just the originality of it. Again, it reminds me like what I was talking about earlier with Barbie. Yes, it's a known IP, but the originality and making it more broad and more wide known to people. I think it's just something different. It's something that we need to get. Remind me a lot of like Pirates of the Caribbean. Like it's a known property, but it turned to something completely original as its own thing, and now we only see that as that thing. Um, D&D, I think, if they do get a sequel, hopefully, I think it's going to just become a very sleeper franchise, and the budget's great, the action's amazing, the visuals are incredible. Similar, It has great landscapes, um, like, scenery shots, like, it's filmed on set of places and locations, so that's really great to see in the modern blockbuster. Um, and the jokes they hit every time they still make me laugh and the ending is kind of it's a tearjerker it's a tearjerker towards the end um but yeah i I find it just a really fun movie and great characters and relatability which is very common what i like and the pacing is amazing it's a great pacing so jacob before i go to you next i want to i want to just comment on Dungeons and dragons real quick and you guys can too if you want to 
Um, you know, I was able to go to one of those AMC early access screens, whatever, because they were doing that for like two straight weeks in a row. I was very impressed with Dungeons and Dragons how, and how much I actually enjoyed it. One of my issues was not how cheesy or corny it was. I felt like it overstayed its welcome by like 10 or 15 minutes, Zach. I feel like it been a little bit tighter. Um, but other than that, I thought it was a like it's a great time to go watch with a buddy or two. Uh, it's, you know, Michelle Rodriguez was actually a scene stealer for myself personally. I thought she was great. But yeah, overall, it doesn't, I, I hope they make a sequel. Because I had a really good time with it. Jacob, Ben, I don't know if you want to comment on that too. Dungeons and Dragons. Before I let Jacob go next. Um, yeah, it was unexpected. Uh, I've never played D and D, but like you were saying, Zach, you don't need to have played it all uh, to enjoy the movie. And uh, yeah, jokes jokes were really good. And uh, I was surprised when uh, you saw it, Rod, and told me there was an emotional a bit at the end. I was like, really? But then it got to that moment. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh, <laughs> why am I feeling these feelings? So, uh, yeah, no, definitely praise that one. I'm I'm actually shocked it wasn't a big, big hit. You know, like it's one of those movies you watch and it's like it's really funny and really good. And and uh, uh, Hugh Grant's also really good in it, too. He's been good as like these. Uh, villains lately. I don't know what he's been doing in his career. I hope he doesn't like take a turn and walk and become an evil Oompa Loompa or something. We'll see. But, but uh, I, uh, yeah, I really liked uh, the movie a lot. And I, it has a, one of the best cameos, I think, too, in a long time, by the way, as well. I won't say who it is if you haven't seen it, but it's pretty, pretty funny. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really love Dungeons and Dragons as well. I think, I don't know if it's true, but I saw a tweet that saying they did film the cameo scene with like just a random person and they were like uh-huh. this would be funnier if we added someone famous and then it just turned into like one of the best cameos of the year that's cool <laughs> that, that that was a smart move <laughs> so jacob you want to go ahead and give your uh underrated before we go around the room one more time yeah absolutely um so my underrated one came out pretty early the first one i was thinking of came out pretty early in the year and it's a sports movie and it's called champions and it took place uh right here uh well where close to where i live des moines uh that's where they made the movie woody harrelson's in it and he plays this guy who is a basketball player and he's got these problems with anger and rage um another movie with a coach with anger and rage problems next goal wins that was another one i thought was underrated but anyway uh i really liked uh this movie a lot it's really sweet and he he gets kicked out of coaching from i don't think it's the pros but i think it's like the league below the pros that he was in i think he was once in the pros and then he gets kicked out of there because he just has a problem with fighting people and he he (laughs) and just being not a nice guy and he gets kicked off and he ends up having to do this volunteer work and he has to coach this basketball team um at this place that's kind of like the YMCA a little bit, but it's something else. And everybody on this basketball team, they all have like, um, they have disabilities and the movie is just really kind and sweet. And a lot of movies like that, you always worry that they're going to like make fun of the people, you know, who are, are disabled, but in this movie, they didn't do that. I mean, it's very funny. Don't get me wrong. But the way they do the comedy is so smart. But they praise uh, it, Jacob, in a way, actually. Yeah, yeah. 
they do. And it's just the ending leaves you with just such a sweet feeling. And, and it's a movie that I feel like kind of came out. It didn't get a very big release. And then it kind of went nowhere. Also, I believe one of the Farley brothers directed it. I, if I remember right, or he produced it or something. So it's almost kind of like um, a Kingpin reunion a little bit with Woody Harrelson and him, if you like that movie. But um, uh, yeah, I, I really dig that film a lot. I think it's really sweet. If you're looking for something just heartwarming to watch. And if you want to look at uh, something, you can tell there are parts of it. They didn't film in Iowa though. Like there's this one part where they take a bus from Des Moines to Ames and they're on some road. And I'm like, that's not, the way you go to Ames, but 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 there are things like that that I notice. But it's it's really really good and really sweet, and it makes me sad because no, no one talks about it anymore. It just kind of came and went. All right, so let's. Oh, Bear, you want to say something? I was gonna say, my underrated. Yeah, we're we're gonna go around the room one more time. I just want to say about Jacobs Champions. Yeah, everyone should watch Champions. It's fantastic. Great film. That's it. That's what I mean. um, oh, wait, hold on. Zach was going to say something too. Oh, wait. I was going to say, I think Ben went to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did he? Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Ben. I got distracted. Don't worry. I got distracted. We'll come back to you. We'll come back to you, Ben. Don't worry. You know what, Zach? Why don't you go next then? <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Ben. Um, so the first one I had was uh, the the creator, which I liked a lot. Damn, that, that was that's really a good one. Yeah, good that was one. really good uh, sci-fi movie. And looking, I, I have looked at people's comments and and stuff they pointed out, especially um, there. There's one robot they use in a war scene that is totally <laughs> not functional or not not advantageous at all to them it's 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 a dumb way to do it but watching the movie i was so into it and uh you know excited to see how that scene would go down so um and there's questions about the actual big thing in the sky and how it actually works uh, yeah i can't explain it all either but i i had a great time with it um the seeing what people come up with with sci-fi um elements and everything is, is really cool to me um and uh, you know original stuff the uh the locations were beautiful too it was really really nice looking movie good looking movie um and then john david washington too i think he's great there was like talk about um if he can be a leading man or his ability to no he was he was awesome in it um and his chemistry with uh the kid whose whose name i forget now but um yeah, they they were both really good. So, yeah, the creator I'd recommend. I got a bone to pick. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you, before you, before you okay. go, Zach. Before you go, before you go. Uh, my kid's name is uh, Madeline Yuna Boylis. Uh, I think that's okay. how you pronounce her name. She's actually like another character for I forgot to mention. It's like favorite supporting because she is so good. She is yeah. so adorable in this fucking movie, man. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm gonna say is I think Jacob, did you see the creator? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, okay. I I liked it. Yeah. So all I'm gonna say is, there's a scene where the two of at the end where they're looking at each other. <laughs> yeah. Broke me. Then mm-hmm. that that broke me. Yeah. That broke me. Jacob, I'm not, Jacob, I think you know what I'm talking about at the end. Oh, I do. Yep. That that broke me. That was the most emotional moment in the movie for me because I was like, please, just just. I can't say it, Ben, because that's a spoiler, but it's. 
I'm actually Jacob. I've been a Zachary on a fucking praise, but I, I can't wait for the 4K release of this movie. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait for this one. This, <laughs> yep. This this film is beautiful. It's a beautiful film. I can't. I can't wait for that 4K disc release. But uh, I got a bone to pick about it, though. Don't yeah, forget go, it. Yeah, yeah, go. Uh, I was hoping he would forget about that, but go ahead, Zach. Go ahead. <laughs> um no i hate how people are like yeah i get it it's the original blockbuster and made only 80 million but it wasn't that great and stuff it's kind of just kind of lame i'm just like dude you complain about original movies and then we get one and you still don't like it and (laughs) the thing about it that gets me is all sci-fi movies are hollow all sci-fi movies have terrible small stories like i'm not saying this movie is like has a weak story, but that's always been the biggest complaint with sci-fi movies. Blade Runner, I'm sorry. It's a weak story. Hold on, hold it on, is, hold on, hold on, hold on. Arrival okay. is not weak. Arrival, that's an exception. That's the what? <laughs> Denise can make a great sci-fi movie with a great story. Well, hold on. He made two. He made Arrival and made 2049. Which I still think is under as well. Three. Dune. Dune. Oh, oh yeah, Dune. Yeah. It's it, about visually, to be four. Well, then I then and I both agree. Dune is visually flawless, but acting wise, it's it's okay. Um sorry, sorry. No sorry. comment on that. No I, comment on that. Sorry, but no. But what like people complain like the story is just so hollow and just eh, so generic. I'm just like, okay, that's literally every sci-fi movie. And then you complain that there's no original blockbusters, and then t- five years later, it's like, well, Gareth Edwards was actually a masterpiece. <laughs> he made masterpieces, and this one should have been praised more during the time. I'm just like, are you serious? Okay, so yeah. to that, to that, to that thought, Ben Jacob Zach, I want you guys to to her, the three of you. Who, I know, I know Zach, you have X, but Ben, uh, creator hits Twitter or not hit his Twitter hits Hulu <laughs> on the twentieth. Wait uh, on the twenty first. I guarantee you the the praise for the, the creator is going to be through the fucking roof. <laughs> Just, Anybody see this? Yeah, I never like, heard of this, but it apparently yeah, came out. Uh, man, John David Washington is pretty good. Oh <laughs> man, how's it? That, that happened never with, with Blue Beetle a couple weeks ago. That's true. Like yeah. I remember when it came out and. They were like, "Man, Blue Beetle's pretty good." Like, you know, why? Why was everybody saying it was bad? And I kind of <laughs> is that you're like exactly you right. go- Rod? You're right. <laughs> no, I'm it's saying like you I'm, should I'm, go form your own opinion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I feel bad for the smaller films that didn't get enough attention in theaters, like a creator. However, however, I will defend the. I will defend it, or, or I will go against it in this sense, Ben. People were praising the creator like it was the next sci-fi epic. Leading which up it, to it. Yeah, leading up to it. Which oh, release. Yeah. yeah, which it wasn't. Yeah, that's true. That's true. However, it is still a very good sci-fi movie. You should see in theaters. How but I will I will play devil's advocate and say the hype was a little overblown for the creator. Mm-hmm. People I people think the marketing like, Go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. Uh, I, was, I think the marketing kind of played on the budget part because I know a lot of people have been like we were just talking about earlier, just like budgets and stuff. It's just like that's what hey, it's eighty million. I only made this cheap. Look how great it looks. 
you know? But that, I mean, that, that, that just goes against, like, that goes against, but that this, we'll talk about it because it goes, like, it talks about my comic book conversation, Ben, which I want to talk about just yet. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. But so who went first, Ben? I forgot who went first, but the creator. Was that Zach? Jacob, you went already, right? With underrated? Mm-hmm. We all. We all. Oh, no, no, I'm talking about second time around. Oh, okay. Oh, second time, no. <laughs> we haven't sure? done any second time. No, no. <laughs> we is often the first of one movie. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ, okay. <laughs> Turn off your red zone. <laughs> nah, no. Uh-uh. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'll go back to Zach then. Uh, okay. to start out with the with the second time around. Let's let's be real quick with this one then. We have a lot yeah, of, I was, I'll, I'll be quick with it. Yeah. Um. I think, again, it, it was just kind of tough to pick, uh, but Bo is Afraid is another, like, I mentioned that as much as I can. i only seen it once, but I still think about it almost every day. There's something so magical about the movie and so weird and trippy and hilarious, too. Um, just not that I went under the radar, but it's just an independent movie that I feel like a lot of people don't talk about now, later on in the year. It came out back in April. And I just think it kind of people were expecting one thing from Ari Aster and it turned into something else. And um, yeah, I just think it's highly underrated. The more I think about it, the more I love it. I think for Bo was afraid. One, I don't think people were expecting it to be three hours long. That was a that was a deal. That was kind of a decision killer there. But two, it's it's so bizarre. Especially, and it's like I don't even want to say in the first twenty minutes, but like when you see Joaquin Phoenix or Bo out in the real world, it's so bizarre and so I love it. Yeah, because it's so very much in his head of how he views the world. I think that it, it it perfectly depicts or depicts like anxiety. I think. And just how like overthinking stuff. That first hour is flawless in my regard from that. The first two, the first act I think is flawless. The second act, when he gets to the camp, that's where I lost focus. That's where I was like, <sighs> the storyboard. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm losing. I'm, I'm, lo- you're losing me here. But I don't want to lose. I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, keep too much on balls for here. Um, I'll go next. I just. Just because I'm talking, but Ben, I've talked about it before. Missing Storm Reed is still one of my top ten favorite performances of the year. She is phenomenal in in Missing. Ben, we've all talked about you know how searching is great. John Cho is phenomenal. All that, all nine yards. But holy shit, I think Missing is ten times better than Searching. The twists are great. The acting is better. <laughs> ben, but the third act is so it gets a little too actiony for me in that third act, where I was like, mm. but it all comes to a great conclusion. Uh, but uh, Ben, don't be surprised when we come to our top ten of the year and missing is it like in my top ten because I I thoroughly love missing so much. It's it is wonderful. I I love it. Um, I I saw it three times in theaters. 
So I yeah, I loved it. It was great. Ben, why don't you go next, man? And then we'll go with Jacob next. Oh, right. Um, so funny enough, the other one I had written down actually was Joyride, uh, which we talked about as being uh, overrated before. Um, but I, I get the, uh, yeah, there was really raunchy parts um, that were crazy and kind of some of them went too far. Um, but I saw that one in a theater. wasn't um, Well, I saw the good reviews for it, but I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did. And the the heartwarming stuff and the friendship and everything I, I really got into um and and liked a lot plus my audience was having a blast with it too which i think always helps with the enjoyment of it um yeah we were all you know cracking up together and and being like whoa what is going on right now so uh yeah i i i enjoyed it and um i need i went by myself to see it so I'm, i want to get uh anna to watch it too and see if she likes it with the you know group of friends and everything she gets into it so anyway joy ride for me so jacob what's your other underrated well speaking of comedies ben mm-hmm. uh, but i think i like this movie the reason why i put it on my underrated is because i think i like it a lot more than i should and that like to the point where it's like in my top 10 of the year this year and that's no hard feelings uh starring uh jennifer lawrence i think this movie is so sweet and it's so funny. Uh, it's just one of those comedies that comes along. And I'm like, this is a comedy I'm going to revisit a lot in the future. You know, mm-hmm. and I just I really, really loved it. And I think there's the thing. reason why I think it's kind of underrated is because it has something about it that I think is is really sweet about what they do with Jennifer Lawrence's character. They, they give her this really neat development. It's a coming of age story. That involves a, a kid that's just out of high school, but also it's actually more about this older lady. It's interesting how they they kind of play on some tropes there, and I really like that. And honestly, it feels a little bit to me like a John Hughes movie. It's got these <laughs> moments in it where it it feels even Ferris Bueller's in the movie for yeah. goodness sake. So I mean, but I I really love it. Uh, the other one I wanted to give a quick shout out to just to shock everybody was a Disney's Haunted Mansion. I think that movie's way better than people are giving it credit for. Um, it has Lakeith Stanfield gives like a performance in it. There's a couple parts where I'm like, oh my gosh, she's like going for an Oscar in this movie. Like it's it's really good and it was really fun. And it actually deals with like grief and other things like that really well. And it did something I didn't expect from a Haunted Mansion movie. So yeah, that, that one just got a quick shout out to I had to, but <laughs> that should be on the 4K cover, Jacob Beals. <laughs> Uh, Lakeith Stanford still is going for the Oscar for this one. He was. I mean, he, no, I agree. He was really good at it. <laughs> like it's like you know, this is just a haunted mansion movie, right, man? You know, <laughs> but then he yeah. really showed up, and it was really cool. Oh man, probably the best part of the movie. It, it was. Right. It it was great. And Jared Leto is in it too, and it's kind of weird. I mean, he's like the villain, and I was like, I don't. Are you sure that's Jared Leto? But he he didn't deserve an Oscar. No. All right, so let's let's do a quick one, and then we'll take another uh, DJ Ben break. Uh, let's talk about Ben' favorite film and soundtrack, shall we? Yep. Um, I think that's a very quick one we can all do. Uh, <laughs> if you guys have an honorable mention, you can say that too. Uh, I'll go first, Ben, because my mind's very easy, and I'm, I don't know if people will probably agree. I don't know, Ben. Maybe you'll agree with this or not. Uh, my honorable mention is actually Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. I thought the score was very good especially (laughs) 
and maybe because more of the moment, but like the I love you guys moment, <laughs> just a really tug at the heartstrings. But Zach, we are going to talk about Guardians. Don't give me, trust me. Uh, but my favorite, Ben, it's 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 lovely Gorenson's uh, Oppenheimer. I love that score so fucking much. And uh, I've actually listened to Meeting Kitty and American Prometheus more than any other of the other of the other tracks in that mm-hmm. album. American Prometheus actually gets me kind of a little a little pumped <laughs> because it's like it it gets you pumped for obviously because the the score is very vital to the overall movie. Mm-hmm. But the part in which that score uh, that track plays, it's when he's you know suiting up to. You know, they're they're just getting settled into those Alamos and he's just getting settled in and everything and he's putting on his hat and the and his suit and everything and it's like oh just get, get really pumped. But yeah, the, the score for Oppenheimer Ben is itself freaking good. And you know, I know we did a Barbenheimer review, but I'm actually looking for I'm 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 going back and forth on whether we do like an Oppenheimer one year anniversary just so we could talk like a little bit more about the score because the score I feel like when we did the Oppenheimer review with Benedict we didn't talk enough about the score because mm-hmm. we had all this other stuff to talk about <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah I, I think the score for Op- well I think I know the, the score for Oppenheimer at least for me is, is my favorite of the year of 2023 mm-hmm. so uh, let's go to Zach or no no Jacob let's go Jacob let's go Jacob so my pick, I think, is going to surprise. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm surprised this is my pick, actually. Um, and, and I like this movie a lot, but the soundtrack in it, I just think is great. And um, it's the Hunger Games, the Ballad of the Songbirds and Snakes. I really, really like the music in this movie, uh, especially the stuff they do with Rachel Ziegler and her character, Lucy Gray. Her voice is beautiful, and the songs she sings have this old folk bluegrassy style to them, and they are so good. And uh, the the other songs are like Olivia Rodrigo's got a song on there that's really good, and Charles Wesley Godwin has a song. I really like him a lot, and it's just uh, it's it's really good. I don't I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did, and I really really dig it. And obviously, that's in a year where we got like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, which I really love as well that one's right there too um and i gotta give a shout out to the master john williams for indiana jones and the dow of destiny especially the last the new york 1969 at the very end oh one of my favorite tracks from all the indie movies so good ron i can't tell if you're mad at me or excited no no i'm i'm, I'm just it's it's zach it's just all zach because you were saying things that just appeal to zach so uh, it's it's, Thank you, uh, Jacob. You, you mentioned the great Rachel Zegler, her beautiful voice. That I, I want her just to make Snow music. <laughs> oh, oh Jacob! No, no, she's so she's so great at singing. You know, yeah. she, that just that southern voice. She she can mimic any voice. Hey Ben, it just sounds hey, ben. great. Mm-hmm. Let's look at let's 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 go, Zach. Let's let let's have Zach go next. I, I can't. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, okay. I, can't. I was going to well, bouncing off of Jacob. Mm-hmm. Bouncing off of Jacob, uh, Ballad of Songbirds Snakes did have a great score and soundtrack. The Olivia Rodrigo's Catch Me If You Can is a great song. I bet song. it did. I bet it did. Yeah, and Rachel Zegler has a great voice. So thank you, Jacob, for praising two things I love. Um, 
but that's not on my list. <laughs> um, so I broke it into two, you know, soundtracks and scores because I'm also a music person, just like Ben is. Um, for score, I'm actually going to go with John Wick 4. My God, John Wick 4 is incredible as a score piece. Um, the club, the club scene that yeah. he's fighting. Oh my God, I have that on like loop. That that just gives you blood pumping. It's kind of like a Ramstein, like a op, like just a heavy operatic, like just chants in the background. Oh my God, I can't tell if you're shocked by my answer, Rod, or <laughs> or you don't like it. But anyways. No, um, no I, I am shocked. I was expected. I was expecting the whole Rachel Ziegler spiel. No, yeah. Uh, Jacob hit all the points, so I decided not to spend more time on it. Obviously, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, John Wick Four. There's this incredible score, and then also like the soundtrack is pretty decent in it too. Like the paint and black scene, but it's a French version of it. That that whole scene with the oh so cool and like the sound design of like it's playing in the car but then it's also playing inside the movie great sound design, um and then for soundtracks, it's been a pretty great year for soundtracks. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three obviously takes the cake for it. I was I was in that soundtrack for like two months straight. I I just love the songs James Gunn's picked. Uh, the Barbie soundtrack is pretty fun. Um, a few mishaps here and there, like some artists I was like eh, they're they're kind of weak in there. But I do like the songs they picked. Dua Lipa's Dance in the Highway is probably the song of the year for me as far as like movie songs. Um, listen to that so much. Love it. Um, and I had another one in here. Hold on. Uh, oh, yeah. The bottom soundtrack is very... There's really not a lot of sound, like salt needle drops in it, but like they used an Avril Lavigne song. So I think that deserves points because that's like my generation. So it's just really great to hear again. Uh, but yeah. Barbie, Guardians of the Galaxy, John Wick 4. All right. I also did score and soundtrack. Um, Go ahead, man. So do soundtrack. I had, I did have Barbie on there. Um, like you were saying, the Dua Lipa song. Love it. Uh, Billie Eilish's um, What Was I Made For is one of my favorite Billie Eilish's songs, of her songs. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Keep praising Billie Eilish. Let's hear yeah, this. Yeah. Uh, I, I like this segment a lot. And, and <laughs> concert, she's amazing as well. This great time. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, that, that song really is, uh, is, is emotional too and fits the movie really well. Um, plus, the, I think there's an extended version of the soundtrack that came out with Ryan Gosling singing Push, which is fantastic. <laughs> great, great move. Uh, there. Uh, oh, my God. I just, I'm a Matchbox 20 fan, so when I heard yeah. that in the theater, I, I I saw her cackling really loud. That was a oh, yeah. man, what are you trying to do today, man? Why? Why? You can't, Why? You can't take it for granted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the other soundtrack was was Air, which I you said it does have a lot of needle drops, but I like a lot of those songs. So no, uh, yeah, not Air, yeah. <laughs> Yep, it's on there. Um, for scores, honorable mention, uh, like you said, Jacob, um, uh, Indiana Jones, uh, Dalla Destiny, John Williams. Every time the these, you know, John Williams, what is he like, ninety two or something now? Um, yeah, something. <laughs> but we keep going. He keeps coming back for these franchises, that and Star Wars and stuff. But some of these scores are are among the best that he's made. Uh, so it's it's really cool, or you know, hold up against the. Uh, over time and everything uh and the but my overall is uh across the spider verse was my favorite score uh daniel pemberton the original is great from into the spider verse with mixing the um you know hip-hop stuff and, and orchestra together seamlessly 
And then <laughs> Rod is getting very close to the camera. Um, this one, he does that again and ups the ante and has a bunch of different styles uh, with them going to Mumbai Haddon, uh, which I always struggle to say. Um, and then even like the Vulture uh, with his like the old Italian stuff, there's like choral work and stuff that um, I've seen a lot of stuff. But yeah, the, all the, the mix of styles and everything was was fantastic. And that one, that's a big soundtrack, but I, I love listening to that one over and over. Okay, that's my speed. <sighs> And then the 2099 spider theme is yeah. iconic now. Thanks yeah. <laughs> that was my album mention was Across Spider-Verse. That, that, that mm-hmm. soundtrack score, all that. Fantastic. Ben? Yeah. Can you bring DJ Ben out? Let's take a break for a second. <laughs> Okay, we're back now, guys, for our uh, second segment, our last three questions. But Ben, mm-hmm. actually, no, but I can't go to you. I have to go to Zach. Jacob chose the first one. Zach, we have two more choose your own rows: directors or actors and actresses. Who do you choose? <laughs> what do you think, Rod? Directors, actresses. Uh, so is it a- just actresses or actors and actresses? It's it's a mixture of actors and actresses. Oh, okay, sorry, okay, sorry. okay. I can't not pull something. Okay, yeah, then that one. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right. So, uh, Ben, who are you expecting to see in this? In this? In this? Uh, as I pull it up, how, who are you expecting to see in this? In this uh, choose your own row segment. Actors and actresses. Uh, so I'm expecting that was the very cast specific. Of <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's just. I guess I can't stand these gentlemen anymore. Let's let's, let's just go ahead and choose. Um, I'll I'll go ahead and say the choose your own. You motherfucker! That's right. I I did. I so for that. the for so this is very specific. So for rows one, two, and three, it's specific. Row one is MCU related. Row two is DCEU specific, and row three is whatever Sony's doing specific. <laughs> so for row one, Ben Jacob, Zach, Chris Evans, Elizabeth Olsen, and Zoe Zaldana. Yeah, look at Zach there. Uh, at row two, it's Jason Momoa, Gal Gadot, and Ben Affleck. And row three, it's Lakota Johnson. And, and, there's two. And there's oh, two. sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. Uh, Lakota Johnson. Yeah. Uh, Tony McGuire and uh, Andrew Garfield. Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Uh, so, Jacob, do you, do you know what row I would choose, Jacob? I think so. <laughs> I, I, I think it, it's the third row, Rod, the one with Toby Maguire. What? <laughs> you know what, Ben, just for that answer, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Jacob go first. Jacob, what would you choose? That's actually the one I'm gonna go with too, Rod. Um, and the reason is is I think together they have like more of my favorite movies, like because everybody on this group is really amazing, like they all are like some of the best working you know and I, but dakota johnson she's got a lot of movies i love from recent years like oh, your hold, friend hold on, comes hold on, to mind jacob, jacob, no, jacob repeat, repeat that one more time oh she's got a lot of movies that i really love from recent who, who, years who, 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 just so you... D- dakota johnson oh okay thank you thank you <laughs> thank you okay but but your friend and and bad times at the el royale you know love those i could rewatch them a lot Andrew oh, Garfield. Oh man. Yeah. 
Amazing Spider-Man and Hacksaw Ridge is one of my favorites of his. I really like that. And the social network, of course. And then Tobey mm-hmm. Maguire, even him. I mean, he's got the Spider-Man trilogy, of course, but then he's got movies I love like the Cider House Rules or Pleasantville is really good as well. So he's got a lot of movies from uh, his repertoire that are really good. So, yeah, that's my true ch- choice. <laughs> Ben, I'm afraid to go to Zach next. I'm going to go to Zach next. Zach, where were you choosing? Um, it's a no-brainer to me. It's uh, Road 3. I think the one with Dakota Johnson. I'm just kidding. No, it's Road 1. I'm sorry, oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. There, there's a, you got Chris Evans, you know, the Avengers. Uh, and, like, everybody forgets his earlier work with not another team movie. You know, no, 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 no. Like, shut up, shut up. Why, why are you going to run one? Why, 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 what, shut up. Why are you going to run Zach? Well, I'm, I'm describing each one. That's why. And oh, then, oh, um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both oh, Avengers oh. movies are great. Uh, Zoe Saldana is the, uh, you know, Avatar, Avatar 2, Colombiana, like some classics there, you know. <laughs> um, you know, The Losers. You remember that one? Yeah. She, she has some bangers. Um, and then my best friend, Elizabeth Olsen, who I met earlier this year. Um, yeah, my 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 Biffle right there, my best friend. Uh, yeah, I can watch any any movie she's in a million times, and I'll be happy. So, yeah, th- that's row one. Okay, man. So we have row three. Jacob chose row three, uh, and Zach chose row whatever. Uh, row one. So row Elizabeth. Yeah, Ben. What row are you choosing? So uh, it's a tight race between. Wrote one and three for me. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, and I. Why is that, Ben? Because of reasons. Uh, oh, okay. I, uh, <laughs> with oh. the the. You know, yeah, it is tough. Honestly, uh, you can go ahead and celebrate. I'm going row three. Oh, yeah, well, uh, <laughs> Toby's Spider Man movies mean so much to me. I really want to hold this. I bet they do. Um, yeah, sure, Andrew sure, yeah. did it as well. No, I, I enjoy mm-hmm. his too. Um, I, I know you do. Yeah. And then I think Andrew Garfield is, no, 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 yeah, one, no, of, one of the best of all the ones the Jacob was describing his movies are great and i'm excited to see what he does in the future as well um and dakota is really good too uh what yeah really good too time crunch is out the window now i guess we're gonna shut up so uh yeah our friend bad times yeah oh okay i do like the first row i I do like those um people a lot but no 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 we're over with the segment now okay yeah um but like the the number of films, I feel like is is more with number three that I would get if get those actors. Anyway, all right. Next run. Stop sharing now. Was... Row three. All right. Cool. So next. Oh, uh, so yeah. Be... Man, where can people find us online? <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's my turn to choose the next. All right, Ben. I like your question about quotes. We're going to save that one for one of the last ones. Hey, Ben, let's talk about Oscars now. Okay. So I feel like the last two we could talk about for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where Zach went, but Ben, let's talk about Oppenheimer, Kills in the Fire Moon, or The Field. Okay. Understood. Not the movie The Field, but the actual field of Oscar contenders. 
Oh, the other. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, Jacob and Zach and Ben were so confused by. Uh, so, oh, that's it. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah. Jacob, hey, I don't know you're still there. <laughs> Before I even go with this question, I want to get Zach and at least Ben, Jacob, your opinion, because I don't know where Zach is, but Ben, I'll start with you first. It seems like it's Oppenheimer or Kills of the Fire Moon. That seems to be kind of the favorites right now. Do you agree with that or disagree? Um, Agreed. I guess so. I said yeah. Ben, not you, Zach. <laughs> oh, sorry. I wasn't here. I know you were. <laughs> Behind the scenes. Um, yeah, I, I feel like those are getting a lot of talk. Jacob, what, how, how do you feel? I, I agree. I, those are the ones that feel like they have the most momentum especially Oppenheimer right now. I don't know what it is, Rod, but there's something in the air about it, you know? I, I agree. I agree, Jacob. I agree. Zach, how are you feeling? Oppenheimer kills the fire moon. You feel like it's between uh, those two right now? Basically, yeah. I can't think of any other movie that, like, on a technicality level for both of them, that deserves a Best Picture nomination. So I feel like Besides right Madam now, I'm actually leaning towards Kills of the Fire Moon. <laughs> Well, oh shit, Zach, were you still talking? I said, besides Madam Webb. No, he was done talking. No, oh, yeah, yeah, he was oh, definitely okay. talking at that point. Uh, so, yeah, I feel like Ben Lemon's actually switched towards Kills of the Fire Moon. However, Zach, I'll go to you first. And I'll put I'll, Ben, Jacob, Zach, I'll put it in this scenario. So you can't anymore. Uh, would you take Oppenheimer? Kills the Fire Moon, or fan favorite, The Field. Well, yep. <laughs> or would you take another film to kind of win Best Picture? So, Zach, I'll go to you first. Um, I look. I can't like I was just I just can't think of a movie right now. Like, let me go see. I just can't based on like my favorites and stuff, I just can't see another movie winning Best Picture besides those two. Um, I can't, I really, maybe like, I can't even see like a Poor Things. I still haven't seen it, but maybe that winning or even um, The Iron Claw or just something more like smaller winning something, like the big award. And you know, the Oscars like to do that. They like to throw a curveball and like make like the smaller film win like Coda or something like that. I just think it's Nolan's time. I just think it is Nolan's time to win the best picture, or at least best director. I just think it's his time to shine. This is the closest he will probably ever get to winning that, basically sweeping the Oscars for those awards. And I think as much praise, and especially with the hype of it getting re-released next month, I think that's going to play into factor with the nomination. So I'm going to go Oppenheimer 100%. So two things. One, uh, Oppenheimer is actually, if you have an IMAX theater near you, Oppenheimer is actually already re-released in IMAX. So I have an IMAX theater near me. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. Well, thank you, Zach. So where Oppenheimer's playing in IMAX, it's only one showing a day, though. It's like at like 9 o'clock at night for whatever fucking reason. It's ridiculous. Actually, my theaters were showing it all week, like just regular theaters, not even IMAX. Like they were having like 4 p.m. showings, but just regular theaters to me here in Georgia, Zach, were like 8.15 and that was it. Only in IMAX. So that's interesting. 
I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, so that being said, I'm also, well, not also, I'm actually going with the field here. I, and I don't know if you guys agree with this, but I feel like the three and a half hour runtime hurts kills of the fire moon. I feel like that hurts just, just a little bit. And then with Oppenheimer, I feel like what's going to hurt it. And maybe, maybe I'm wrong for thinking this way, but I want to get you. This is the opinion I want you guys the most of is. I feel like because everyone in Hollywood was in Oppenheimer, that might hurt it just a little bit. I don't know. Because there are members of the of the Academy who are also in this movie. So I, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but I feel because Oppenheimer has basically everyone in Hollywood then, that could hurt its chances just, just, by a, just by a little bit. But like Zach was saying, this is no one's best chance to win an Oscar right here. So go ahead, Ben. I'll go to you first. A uh, lot to unpack there. I feel like with it being... I apologize. I didn't oh, like, No, 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 that's fine. Uh, with the... Or I have a lot of thoughts about it again. With it being so many people in Hollywood or in that movie, um, Oppenheimer, I feel like... And I don't know the business that much either, but uh, I feel like that helps its chances uh, with so many people voting for those <laughs> people that have been in other stuff or whatever and, and the, the great performances from so many people in that movie. Um, and there was another good point I had. Oh, I feel like Hollywood likes movies. Um, well, it's not really about Hollywood. Anyway, I don't know. I, I feel like that it has a lot of people that are that been in the business for a while um, and some fresher faces. And I, I feel like that would kind of help. Um, and the, what was the last point you made? Anyway, um, another one that I would think of um, maybe that's like in my top 10 that kind of has uh, it, it probably doesn't have the momentum, but the holdovers. Um, I feel like I, I hate saying it's an it's not an Oscar bait movie, but it has Oscar worthy performances. And it's one of those small ones that I feel like you're talking about, Zach, that recently um kind of surprise you know in the nominations and then win like you said coda uh i feel like green book too was was kind of smaller not the big um not that they choose the big blockbusters anyway but um yeah so anyway that that was just one that i feel like is very unique and and um could come up out of nowhere uh against these big hitters but i do still feel like oppenheimer uh has has the best chance for me and of course like i said i've like halfway through Killers of the Flower Moon, so I don't have a full opinion on that yet. Um, but yeah, for for Nolan to win, uh, I think would be really cool because we're all fans of him, but hadn't had uh, great chances at the Oscars before. So, Zach, what do you think? What is that? Did that go? No, did that? I'm the one that started it. Oh yeah, Jacobs. <laughs> what's what's your opinion, Jacobs? Oh, yeah. I was just kind of thinking what Ben was saying, too, about how the holdovers could potentially win. Because the Oscars, they do like to every once in a while. They've done it a few times in the last few years. Like you were saying with Green Book and Coda, where they're like, oh, we're going to give it to that heartwarming movie, you know, that, they, that, that you just don't really expect. But um, and if it was the Jacob Beals Awards, the holdovers would win. But it's not. So uh, I, I think I, I have a really good feeling about Oppenheimer. 
just because it does very much feel like Christopher Nolan's magnum opus movie, you know, and they've, they've always kind of nominated him in the past, but never really wanted to give him the full nomination, you know, like with inception. I remember that got nominated for best picture, but I don't think he got a best director nomination. It's always stuff like that, you know, where like he, he almost gets all the glory, but not quite. And I, I feel like he's really long overdue. Um, but I could also, you know, with Martin Scorsese, the Academy likes their favorites and they, they might go back to them, you know, and they might, and I don't think that'd be a bad thing by any means, you know, but I, I do kind of hope Nolan wins just because I feel like it's time. And I love how much passion he put in Dobbs. Not that other directors didn't put passion into their projects, but, you know, I really love how much passion he put into Oppenheimer and how much went into that movie. And it just feels, if you kind of look at some of the stuff they did and it's like, man, that's why I love movies. You know, it's like why I love the making of them and the behind the scenes stuff. And, uh, but we'll see. But I, 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 for some reason right now, I feel like it's Oppenheimer. I don't know. There's just something in the air. Maybe it's the 4k release recently or it being re-released into the theaters. Like you guys said. Well, let's, let's move on from Oscars, man. Now, and let's talk about, you know, I'm going to let you guys decide. We have two more left. We have quotes and we have comic movies. Do you guys want to get the, 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 the shortest one out of the way? You want to get the longest one out of the way? Because I feel like we can talk about comic book movies forever, but we can also talk about quotes forever, too. So I'm going to let you guys decide what, which one we'll talk about next. We're still, uh, keep in mind, we still have the wild card questions in mind, too. Well, I, I said the comic book should go out with a bang. Okay, so let's talk about quotes, then. Let's let's talk about quotes. Uh, uh, ben, I have to pull mine up because they're from the same movie. So I'm gonna go to Zach first. Zach, what what, what you got for quotes? Yeah, I do like. Uh, I have a lot. I do actually like copy and paste them to my notes. So I'm gonna read a few. Um, the best one to me is is very small. It's Rocket, Rocket Raccoon, one of the most satisfying moments in the movie from Guardians. Volume three. Um, very great, very touching. Um, when Ken said I mentioned it earlier, when he said, To be honest, when I found the patriarchy wasn't just about horses, I lost interest. That's just very funny to me. A very clever line. Um another one from Barbie. There's a couple from Barbie that it's just such a quotable movie, just that, that classic comedy feel for me. Um, is when Margot's crying and she's like, I'm not pretty anymore. And then America Ferrero's like, what? You're so pretty. And the bar is like, I'm not stereotypical Barbie pretty. And then Helen Mirren, the narrator, chimes in. She hasn't been in the movie in a while. And she says, notes of filmmakers. Margot Robbie's the wrong person to cast if you want to make this point. I just, my every time I saw it, my audience like just busted out laughing. It was just such a like really funny and just a really funny moment. Um. And a TV one, uh, I, I know it's just uh, Loki, so it's not like actual TV like people say. Um, but I really loved Owen Wilson's as performance as Mobius throughout that show. Um, it's when they're when he's looking spoilers a little bit, but when he's looking at himself, his other variant, and Sylvie asks like, "What are you gonna do?" And then, or they ask each other, "What are they gonna do?" And Mobius goes, "I might just wait here for a little bit and let time pass." very that got to me something about that really got to me um on just the whole like like i really like the concept of time and like waiting and being in the moment and i feel like the arc of mobius came into a complete circle of him fighting himself and just letting time pass 
So I think that quote just really hits home, especially the season, the entirety of season two. Um, and not really a quote, but more of a moment that leads to a quote is in David Fincher's The Killer. Um, he spends 20 minutes monologuing at how great he is as an assassin. How he's just, you gotta do this, detail this, and then he misses and goes, oh fuck. I think that's like one of the favorite, like my favorite fuck of the year. I think, I think that's just so incredible. Um, but yeah, those are my quotes. I was going to say one of Ben from Guardians of the Galaxy. And it's it's the moment we're all probably thinking of is Groot finally says, I love you guys. Or not finally, but he says, I love you guys. And I'm going to say my thoughts on what's about combat movies, but I'll give a little preview here. That is one of the most powerful moments in any comic film ever. Is when we finally got to hear Groot say, I love you guys. And I can't explain why that moment means so much to me, but it just does. And I'm not even the biggest Guardians fan here in the room, but it just means a lot to me. So, but Zach, don't worry, we're going to talk a lot about Guardians, I'm sure, for comic films. But I, I want to talk about a film, guys, that's actually one of my favorite theater experiences of 2023, and that's Past Lives. And for those who haven't seen Past Lives yet, it is one of the most emotionally powerful films you will watch in 2023. Um, and there's a lot of very impactful lines you will find throughout that entire film. Uh, but one that's always stuck for me is the character of Song, and he says the following... What if this is a past life as well, and we are already something else to each other in our next life? Who do you think we are then? And then I... There's a lot of moments where I lost it in this movie, but that was probably the moment, that's probably the second or third moment where I was just like, I couldn't help myself but lose it. Um, I'm... I'm Look, I'm going to get deep here, so I apologize to the audience if I get a little too deep here for, for Zach, Jacob, and and, and, and and Ben here. So I saw this with a, a, a girl who Zach and Jake, I've talked about this with Zach and, and Zach and Ben. I've, I'm no longer dating, but I saw this with her, and this is our second time around dating. And seeing this movie with her a second time around, it really hit home the fact then of like that what if scenario of like what are we to each other in another life or what if we had done this or what if we had done that and you know I applaud you both for finding your person in life but like for me when I found when I was watching this movie with someone who I thought was going to be the person in my life Watching this person was like what we're watching with her was like this is really hitting home because we had dated once before and it kind of felt like this way before. So I, I don't know. I guess it was just a timing of when I saw this movie, guys. It was like, but I implore everyone to watch past lives at some point in their life because it, at one point or another, it's gonna hit in some way or fashion um for me it just hit at the i guess at the right point in my life then where it was like damn 
that that what what oh, in what other life did we mean something more to each other than what we mean to each other now? Um, so I I didn't mean to get all deep and all that stuff, but like you know we haven't been dating for a couple of months, so it it, it I'm, I'm fine with talking about it, but yeah, it it's a it's a very it makes you think about previous relationships if you've had previous relationships. So I'm gonna let who hasn't gone Ben yet. I don't even know who's going yet. Me and Jacob. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben, why don't you go next? Okay. Thanks for asking me to follow that up. Uh, yeah, yeah, follow that no. up. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. Yep. Um, I His had, favorite quote is, "I'm just kidding." Uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is such a powerful scene. Thank no, you for uh, lighting the mood, Zach, because I kind of like dampened the mood a little bit. So I, I apologize. No, I, I mean oh, good. No, it, it, movie's I great. apologize. Yeah. No, that's what that's uh yeah, movie's part of our lives and we need to connect to it um, you know, different ways. Um but I had uh one about product placement <laughs> in air. Uh a shoe is always just a shoe until someone steps in it, which can be it's a little cheesy, but I don't know. I, I like that one. Um it kind of sums up the movie. Um the next one, Miles Morales in uh Across the Spider-Verse. Everyone keeps telling me how my story is supposed to go. Nah, I'm gonna do my own thing. Um, which is a, a pivotal moment in the movie, and it's it's so very him. Um that it's uh yeah very good line what's that Rod? you hear that in the trailer but it hits so much yeah. harder in the film than it does in the actual trailer because of what you know leading up to that moment yep yeah, yeah exactly that's all, that's all I want to say. okay uh and then uh, mission impossible dead reckoning part one which is the longest title this year um i love this movie um and there is <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Quite enjoyed it. Um, you know, the uh, overall the writing's not top notch, I guess, compared to other you know the dramas and stuff. But there is there's one line um, Tom Cruise delivers that he does so well in his intense voice. Um, and you know, other movies can have similar stuff, but but him delivering it in this moment was fantastic. Uh, he's getting threatened or. or um, Grace is getting threatened, and he says, if anything happens, sorry, Grace and Ilsa, he says, if anything happens to them, there's no place on earth where you or your God will be safe for me. And Anne and I were watching it, and both of us, like, lean back in our chairs, like, he means business. Um, yeah, it was just, I know it's kind of just a, it might have been a throwaway line to them, but it, it it's just laid out so well. You or your God um, took it to get to the next level, so. Those are some that stood out to me. Jacob. Jesus Christ. I'm I'm glad you mentioned that, oh. but I'm, I'm glad I thought such a powerful line there. Yeah. So thank you, Ben, for mentioning that. Jacob, uh, follow that uh, up, buddy. Oh man, yeah, you guys, uh, you guys have taken a lot of the ones I was gonna say, like the oh. Moss Morales one. And no, that's okay because they're all really good lines. Uh, and and uh, obviously, I am group, but as I love you guys. Um, another one I got to mention is the end of Indiana Jones and the dial of destiny calling back to Raiders, of the lost Ark, the, where does it hurt scene? Oh my gosh, that, that got me. Um, I think that got a lot of people, but it was just that one that just made me so sad, but happy at the end. I mean, um, you know, obviously when you, you, uh, you do an ending like that to Indiana Jones, 
it's really hard to top the last crusade ending, but they, they swung, I think at least. And that, that, that ending is pretty, pretty good, especially that exchange between Marion and Indy. Um, but I'm going back to the holdovers again. And I had to, I had to, I don't have this one memorized yet, but I really like it. And that's why I have to get my phone for it. But it's from um, Paul Giamatti's character in the film. And he says, I find the world a bitter and complicated place. And it seems to feel the same way about me. You and I have that in common, I think. And I like that in that movie so much is because that's when they're kind of starting to connect. They're starting to see him and this kid are starting to see more eye to eye. And you kind of get more to the heart of the film in that part. And I just I love the way he delivers it. Uh, Paul Giamatti is so good in that movie, too. I mean, he's good in everything, but it's just one of those things where it's like, man, he really knocked it out of the park with this one. So, yeah. I have one more. Okay. Uh, It's on Guardians. I I was waiting to see what you were going to say more about Guardians. Um, But this is the moment in Guardians 3 that, like, made me, like, holy, like, James Gunn is a great director, but he can make anyone cry just based, like, on anything. Um, It's when Rocket's basically like in a limbo heaven kind of and he's talking to Lila, uh, Lila um, and then he starts crying that a purpose for what they made us for nothing just stupid experience to be thrown away and then Lila goes there are the hands that made us and then there are the hands that guide that guide their hands my beloved raccoon the story has been yours all along just that alone made me like ball up crying like the second time like i was very emotional the f- the first time but that second time it hits so much harder once you like the grief kind of sets in of the characters and then you see the actual story and what james gunn was trying to tell beautiful and i i think that's a great segue to the next question leading to comic books mm-hmm. it does Actually, Zach, so it leads into our final question before we get to the wild card questions of was comic book. You know, I'm never gonna say comic movies. I'm what I meant to say, guys, to you was comic book genre. Was the comic book genre film and, and TV was it great or was it a disappointment in 2023? And Ben, I have a lot of thoughts on this subject, so I'm probably what? gonna be the, the last. I know. I'm probably gonna be the last one to go here. I probably will be the last one. So I'm actually gonna start with you, Ben. Okay. How did you feel the comic genre as a whole was? How how did they treat you this year? Uh, treated me just fine. I I feel like it kind of overall it was it was kind of average, um, because there weren't as many big hits or stuff that I liked as much as other years. Um, because before there be um, more, yeah, I don't know. There, I, I'd have stuff higher on my list. And then looking at my list that I'm working on for the year, uh, I feel like several comic book stuff is is lower um, overall. Now, Across the Spider-Verse uh, and Guardians 3, I love a lot. I think we all did. Um, so, I mean, those those are high, but there there's several that are scattered in there. Um, and I keep going back to... To Secret Invasion to <laughs> the show. Um, I haven't been a fan of many of the other recent shows either, outside of Loki, of course. Um, but but like Moon Knight and, and some of the others didn't hit me as much. Um, but Secret Invasion, oh, I think, oh, is hold, hold on, man. quite, quite low. Don't, yeah. Do not sugarcoat it. How do you really feel about Secret Invasion? Do, don't sugarcoat <laughs> it. Uh, not good. Thank you. 
I don't want to sugarcoat it, man. Just... Very, very not good. It's it's yeah, one yeah. of the worst things that MCU has produced. Um, I, I, see, I, that's what I want, man. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's just all be honest about it. I, yeah. I don't want. Well, you know, the acting was okay. No, 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 no I, don't, I don't want any of that. Because yeah, the acting was fine and everything, man. But like you said, it's a bad show. Yeah. It's just a bad show. Yep. And I don't want to be. Because, Zach, you know this. I went on one of those YouTube channels where, like, well, you know, I was dancing. Yeah, I was Samuel Jackson. But I. No, 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 no. I don't want to be one of those YouTube Instagram pages. No, I want I, I want us to just get the hard, honest truth. And Jacob, I, you know, Jacob, so you're going to go next, but like Zach, Ben, and for myself included, I, we're going to be honest with the stuff because what we, Ben, obviously we talk about comic movies a lot on this pod, but I just want us to be 100% honest here because if we're not, we're lying. So yeah. just let's just be honest. All right. Fine, it all sucked. All I right. said Jacob, so Jacob, you're next. I mean, I had fun. What can I say? <laughs> like, uh, honestly, though, there are moments I think where these movies have been as good as they've ever been. You know, you're like across the Spider Verse. That might be one of the best ones they've ever made. Like, you know, and then uh, there, and then Guardians of the Galaxy three. Both of those are going to make my top ten of the year. I know it right now. I love them both. Um, but yeah, there are some moments where it has felt kind of lackluster too where it feels like maybe Marvel and DC don't know what they're doing a little bit. They're kind of like, I don't know, let's just do this and see what happens. And, and, and uh, that's for sure. And I think secret invasion is a good example of that actually, where it's like, they're just kind of like, I don't know, just put it out there. Maybe they'll like it. And, and it's, it's just, there's just some things like that where it feels like very much, it's like, there's not really a good direction. So even though I have enjoyed everything, a lot of the stuff, I shouldn't say everything, a lot of the stuff that's been put out this year, there is a lack of direction and there's a lack of focus also with um, uh, not just the Marvel movies, but I think the Marvel movies maybe need to zero in a little bit more, even though I like quantum mania, I like the Marvels. It feels like, and the stuff on TV, Loki, by the way, Oh, that's amazing too. I think that's about as good as the stuff gets as well, but I, I think maybe they need to kind of start. I, I think it's kind of this wide. It needs to become this, you know, if that makes sense. And I, I, I sorry, you're a podcast. You can't see that. I forgot. But it needs to zero in on things more. But um, and even with DC, it kind of feels like they don't know what they're doing. Like I enjoyed the flash, but now that it bombed and things like that and Shazam two bombed, I, it's like, why? Well, I, I wonder what direction they're going to go with this new DC thing, you know? And um, it would be really, I always thought it'd be really funny. Now, Aquaman 2 hasn't released yet as we're recording this, but if it comes out and it's like the biggest movie ever, it's like, what's DC going to do then? <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> but, but, um, but yeah, it's been a year where that's probably lacked focus, even though the bright moments have been amazing. You know, but this is what we have Jacob and Zach come on because they say things were like, we don't have a sandwich after that. Right. Uh, but I'm going to. <laughs> so Ben, you can take a nap now. Uh, uh and Zach made fun of me for this. I remember this, but I, I was I was all on the quantum mania is gonna change everyone's opinion on phase five. I was and Zach, you remember this? I was like, everyone's gonna be MCU's gonna be back on track after after Quantum Mania. Well, <laughs> 
Then it didn't really work out well. well. Hold on now. We got Guardians 3 coming out in a couple months. Okay, all right. We're all back on board. Secret Invasion. Well. But, 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 but. The Flash. Well. But, 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 then. Blue Beetle. Well, you know, it was fun. The family aspect was good. But, 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 hold on, guys. The Marvels is kind of, or, no, Loki season two. Marvel's back, bitches. Yeah, we back now. We back. The Marvels comes out the same week as Loki season two finale. I mean, you know, Loki was cool and all, but the Marvels <laughs> kind of mid. You know, I, I don't really know. I mean, Amal Vellani was great, but like Brie Larson, she's still a kind of standard white girl. I don't really know how we really feel about her. I, Tiana Paris, do we really care much about Monica Rambo? I mean, well, well, and that's kind of where we are with comic book movies in 2023. Ben is well, oh, that's how I see it. We've had good, we've had bad. Now, in my opinion, we've had more good than bad. I see Quantum Mania, Ben, as you know how I feel about it. Kang the movie. Guardians of the Galaxy, second best comic movie we've had this year. Spider-Verse, that's just a special fucking film. Loki season two, that's just a special fucking season of television. The Marvels, well, Zach, you probably don't need to probably don't need me to recount how much I love the Marvels, do you? Uh, Blue Beetle. They accomplished what they set out to do, which was get the nailed down the family aspect, and they nailed it down to a T. That the family aspect of that film is marvelous. Yeah, I said it marvelous. They they nailed the family aspect of the film. Gentlemen, I'm not gonna lie though, and this is why we're probably gonna spend the most time with this topic here secret invasion almost killed the comic book genre of 2023 this was been not only a bad show not even disappointing this was straight up almost dog shit terrible that was saved by pretty good performances from the across from across the board in regards to its cast but uh, what do I know? I'm I, I just you know I only read comic books and you know watch comic movies and whatever. I, whatever. Zach, let's go to you first, buddy. The comic book drama twenty twenty three. Spiel. What what what's your opinion? Mid. <laughs> I, I can't laugh at that because I you might be right. You might be right. I mean, it's just okay. This year is just a weird year. I think the difference, the audience 
isn't in the loop of how weird it is. Um, like the general audience. Like, let me explain. Like, people are like, oh, DCs, they're done. They're Shazam two bomb. You keep forgetting Shazam two, Rod. You keep you're not mentioning it. <laughs> oh, no, no, there's a reason for that because it's so fucking terrible. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Oh, Rachel Zegler. Anyways, um. <laughs> that's all i gotta say um shazam 2 uh blue beetle the flash and you know aquaman even though aquaman thursday like screenings are looking kind of decent right now in my theaters compared to the marvels not to brag sorry um but people don't realize these are the last of this dceu this isn't this isn't the future i'm sorry this is not the future and i think that's where a lot of people where the audience either they don't care for it now or they're like the comic book fans are like using it as ammo to show that the future is doomed for James Gunn. It feels like a James Gunn like agenda to like down, like say Superman legacy is going to be trash because of this or that or that. And I just think as a whole, we have lost patience. I'm not blaming Endgame. I'm not blaming Disney plus, I'm just thinking as a whole, we have lost patience of storytelling and like kind of like showing it all together. However, I will be the devil's advocate and agree that I think Marvel needs better writers on top of the connect like the continuity and connectivity of the movies. Um sorry, I'm randomly going to different spots, DC and MCU, but it kind of all has the same thing. Like the bottom line to both franchises is I think we just need to be patient. I think we need less content, definitely. Um, especially next year is going to be a real testament of that with just one MCU movie, not counting Craven. I'm not counting Venom 3 or Madam Web. Those, Sony is a different ballgame. MCU movies, there's just one. Um, I think Echo, does it Echo come out next year as well? Uh, January 10th. Oh, January 10th. See, and who, that would probably be the best D- Disney Plus show. Who who knows? Um Anyways, it just feels like as a movies, as like a movie hole, especially after Marvels, we do need a break. So I think a long MCU break of movies until May is a good thing, especially. And then with the DC, I think after Aquaman, there's going to be a, basically a two year break of DC content. Um, and Superman Legacy is going to have a lot of baggage. It's going to have a lot of like eyes on it. So I think that's going to be the real testament of everything. Um <laughs> I don't know if you can blame superhero fatigue. I I I don't know. It's fifty fifty. I some it depends on my mood. Some days I believe it. Some days I don't. Um, I believe that there is as a general audience of uh, where people why should I care to go see this type of thing? Why should I care? I gotta do homework to see the Marvels. I gotta watch two shows and catch up on everything to see the Marvels, and that's where it all becomes too much. Um, so in the end, I think. This is a learning curve. I think this is kind of just a wash year of comic book movies, and I hope it doesn't like tank or tarnish the reputation of them. But who knows? I think this is just a long buildup of people realizing that there should be more content in superhero movies, even though we all love it and talk about it. I think we should just kind of have a balance of that superhero movies are an actual thing and should be praised for their stuff, but also we need better content of those stuff. So Ben, I'm gonna let you go next. Cause you haven't gone yet, right? In regards to this topic. Um I kind of did, but oh we'll go check uh, that. We'll go check that. Okay. But I I I just want to say in regards to Zach's comment 
it just it it harkens back to that comment or that debate you and I had of MCU versus DCU. <laughs> Neither of them have won. No. No matter how I feel about Phase Four, your opinions back on DCEU in the twenty twenties. No one's won this. As a matter of fact, I think films outside MCU and DCEU have probably benefited the most. Mm-hmm. Batman, Cross Spider-Verse, Joker. So, uh, just my opinions. But Jacob, uh, give your thoughts. Oh, I kind of did too already, Rod. I think, uh, did we all uh, go? Or? Shit, did we all go? <laughs> shit. I'm, I think shit. so. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> If we had four people on the pod, it just, it just, it just all they all start to. All right. Well, anyway, fine. okay. So if we've all given our opinions, then we're done. So Ben, <laughs> no, 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 I'm kidding. Uh, after dark, after dark, yeah. Well, but but Ben, you haven't really gone though. I mean, I kind of did. I don't know what else to say. I well, I'm I'm shit. I'm losing track here. So, Zach, I'll go to you next. And what was your favorite moment of comic films in 2023? Like, if you had to choose, like, your saving grace of comic films 2023, what, what, what would it be? Uh, Guardians 3. Um, okay, actually, this is two answers for me because it's the best properties of the year. Guardians 3 really showed that director creativity and having a director take hold of the project goes a long way and james gunn is more of a james gunn movie than an mcu movie so i think that like just shows what they need to do going forward um and have the directors take full control of it and also locust season two um i think that's what should be for the future of keeping your audience engaged and keeping your audience um wanting great stories for characters that they love see the finale of season two is probably some easily like top five best mcu content ever like it, it's up there it's so good and it, it like completes a full arc for loki so i think that's what needs to go forward for the mcu zach with you no, i was kidding uh ben we go to you next buddy um favorite like over i would be across the spider-verse um for me which uh it will definitely feature my top 10 um of the year yeah. but oh yeah um but yeah it was it was just really cool because the the first one kind of came out of nowhere we're like a sony animated movie i don't know um but it was a big surprise hit uh you know a lot of people loved it and then we're i was kind of cautious about this one what, what are they going to do you know with the sequel and then we're getting two parts <laughs> and i was like well how are they gonna you know, justify that and everything, but I uh, absolutely love that one and excited, super excited for the uh, the sequel whenever it comes out. Hopefully, we get answers sooner and later on that. Um, but yeah, uh, that that was a good one for uh, I think most everyone in, enjoyed and came together on. I just want to make the record clear right now that my grandpa is losing shit downstairs right now because the Cowboys are up seventeen to three, and it's really just making my heart gross, Ben. It's 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 sickening right now. Good. 
They'll find a way to blow it. They'll, they will find a way to blow this lead. I, I guarantee that. If they don't, well, I ain't giving you shit, Zach. But anyway, uh, I'm with Ben. Crush Spider-Verse. Best comic film of the year. Um, could it be Ben the best film of the year? Well, people kind of have to wait and find out a couple of weeks when we do our top 10 best films of the year. But that movie was so special and such a great theater experience. A lot of emotions felt, a lot of twists and surprises. And some of the best voice work, Ben, in an animated film we I've ever seen. Or heard, I guess. But yeah, it's that's a special little film. Jacob, you're up next. Oh, my, mine's Spider-Man as well. Oh, it's so good. And uh, it is just like, man, it leaves you with such a... Well, I don't know if I should say it leaves you with a great feeling because you're kind of like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen next. But I love that movie so much. And, and I love Guardians 3 as well. It's pretty close between those two. But I think just from start to finish, that movie is like near perfect. It's just so good. So well done. And... It felt like I was watching Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back or Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest or um, the uh, Infinity War again, you know, just because it had that same kind of vibe where it was like, oh, this has started something epic, you know, and it, it the end of the ending of it is that kind of ending. I, I've tried to like tiptoe around without spoiling it even though we have kind of spoiled movies already on this but 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 you know what i mean it just leaves you with that kind of feeling where it's like oh yes this is why i love movies let's get to the wild card portion of this segment now uh ben and i have the same question so we're gonna go first here and ask zach and jacob your one two through one through one or two favorite favorite theater experiences of 2023 um, Zach, I'll let you go first on this one. Man, that's a tough one. Uh, I'm trying to remember every single experience now. Um, let's rewind the clock a bit. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, no, uh, one of them, it's not so much because of the crowd. There hasn't been a great crowd experience for me in a while. Like that end game level crowd. It just, my crowds are very just mild. <laughs> like it just hasn't felt like that in a while. Um, but like a more of a theater it was packed it was sold out with my evil dead rise screening in the dolby just because the sound design i'm sorry rod i'm sorry i had to mention non-comic book movie um but that one really just blew me away the sound design is great so hearing the dolby just really like up the ante of it um i i just remember just sitting there right in the middle of the theater just loving every second of it and falling in love with it all and then the big sound of dolby that was really great um and then the second one maybe try and think um man that, that one, i'm gonna go i'm gonna think about it for a second let jacob go yeah you know what we'll, do, we'll come back around second time uh yeah jacob why don't you go next well mine i, I mentioned earlier one of them this is stupid but meg too and the reason why is just because of the memory i made with my buddy he loves shark movies that's like his thing and just loves sharks. He actually has a comic about sharks, vampire sharks. I should probably plug that for him. But anyways, we went there and it, there were these like kids that were sitting behind us and they were probably like 10 maybe. And you could tell it, 
it just reminded me of when I went and saw PG-13 movies as that age because they were like just having a great time the whole time. They were like laughing at different things and clapping. It just made the movie so much better than it probably was actually because Meg 2 is not a great movie. But that one, I, I, I one's going to stick with me for a long time. And then the other one was Barbie. I went to see Barbie on uh, early. It was a little bit early screening. It was one of like the blowout party things they did like the night before it actually came out. And the theater was packed. I think I was the only like single guy there. Um, and and uh, people were dressed up and the crowd was like electric. Like it was close to the level of Avengers Endgame or um, it, it was that crazy. Like people were cheering, laughing out loud at things. It was nuts. Like, I know that sounds crazy, but it, it was special. And that's why I'm I'm shocked too, Rod, because it was just such a memorable experience to see a movie do that in theaters. Like it because it wasn't a comic book movie, you know, it was like this other type of movie about an IP, but the reactions from people were just so fun. And I think it elevated the experience even more. So it was great. Rod looks like he's quite stunned. Um Mind no, it, was, frozen. it was awesome. I mean, yeah. I, 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 it was, it was such a good experience. I, I'll remember it forever. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I went to uh, that too. The the blowout party, um, and it, it was fun. I didn't get the pink popcorn. Uh, oh, I, I didn't that, either. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, I'll go next. Um. <clears throat> One of them, uh, Mission Impossible 7, which I know I've talked about several times before. But um, with, uh, you know, I have a uh, 8 to 5 working schedule Monday to Friday. And then um, Anna works. Um, the, the oh, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm, he's I'm back. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Go ahead, Ben, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> uh, Anna works the, the night shift, so it's it's hard sometimes to, to get schedules for uh movies together but mission impossible was one where i was like you need to uh put that on the calendar at work and say you're not working that night so we can go see it and so we saw it with uh our friend roman and all of us really really enjoyed it and uh that was a good crowd seeing that they were into it too with all the action and everything um the the whole train sequence um i know i said for for fallout i was gripping the armrest so hard you know my knuckles were right and everything and i was sweating but that that train sequence in this one uh was the same thing but even to a more extent um i i was like so so tense uh in the in the chair holding on so um yeah that was great and then afterwards we went to a uh pizza place and uh talked about it that was like across the street from the theater so i always like that um getting to talk with people you know after and then our share our thoughts and everything uh so yeah that that whole night was a lot of fun wrong 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 oh, i'm just okay. kidding i'm just kidding uh what's my favorite theater experiences of 2023 ben and i can't help but you know my runner-up is is probably guardians of the galaxy volume three mm-hmm. i i don't like bring it up because it's it involves a person I dated in the past, but I I can't help but think about it because it's an MCU film first and foremost, and you know MCU theater experiences are so special to me, and this in particular was almost as emotional, Zach, as Endgame, 
but I, I swear to you, all to all three of you, I have never heard a theater just audibly say aw more than Groot saying, I love you guys. That was the moment, Ben, and I know it's so late in the film, but everyone broke when that moment happened. That's when I lost it for myself personally. I it is such a small moment, but Zach, I want to know if you want. I want to know because I know you're the Guardians fan here. But I want to know if you feel the same way. When that moment happened, Zach, I was like, "This is what set sets Guardians three above Guardians one and two for me." Um, Guardians three is going to remain special to me, not because of its theater experience or because I got to see it like a week early or whatever. I don't. I don't care about that. But it made me. It reminded me, Zach. Ben and Jacob of one what the MCU is could still can still be and what we're gonna miss when James well when James Gunn is gone. But it reminded me of this is what the MCU can still be. The MCU still has this potential of being this great, this emotionally impactive. There are so many moments throughout this film I'm like only an MCU film can pull this type of emotion out of me. Um, yeah, Guardians might, might not be my, my favorite of the MCU films post Endgame, but but, but but well, I mean, what film is for me? But I, I will say this film came very close of being like not topic Endgame, but but like this is a very emotionally powerful film. And I will say this too. I think everyone here in this room can agree with this and everyone listening. James Gunn ruined a lot of people with this film. I think James Gunn, Zach, Ben, and Jacob, I think James Gunn went a little too dark with this movie. So I'm going to leave my comments there. I'm going to let Zach, if Zach, you have anything else to say about Guardians before we kind of move to the next wild card segment here. Yeah, grow up. I'm just kidding. That's dark. I mean, that's me. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I, I, I told. It's like it went like pretty fucking dark. Uh, just, I mean, he did win the James Gunn did win the PETA uh, Person of the Year award, so I guess he was trying to say something. And uh, yeah, I, I, I recall everything you back. I think it was just like so much nostalgic of seeing the Guardians for the past like close to ten years, and then seeing it close full circle. Like I said, I think the second time I saw it, that was my favorite theater experience because I just bawled like a baby. I was like, it was like right after work, like around 2, I got off early, so it was like around 2 p.m. And it was me and just people behind me and in front of me. So I had the whole road to myself. So I was just weeping like a child, like the entire time. I It hit me the second time a lot more. <laughs> but I was going to mention another theater mention, um, Fast X. I, again, I saw that by myself in the Dolby. And my God. What a movie. What a picture. That was the funniest movie. That's my favorite comedy of the year. All right. Well, I didn't need that comment, but uh Ben, let's let's let let's let uh not Zach Cook. Jacob, you have a wild card question for us. So what, what what's the wild card question for, for myself and Ben here? Okay, so last night I was watching the movie Leo on Netflix and I came up with this question while watching it. And um, I was thinking about straight to streaming movies. They're a thing like more than ever now, you know, we get them a bunch of them and I haven't seen a lot of them this year. So I want to see 
what you guys thought. What is your favorite movie that went straight to a streaming service of 2023? That can be anything. That can be Netflix, Paramount Plus, Peacock, uh, Hulu, whatever. So there's a lot of choices. Of this um, year. Yeah, there are. Tubi, you know, Roku, free TV. That, that too. Actually, last year, Roku with the Weird Al movie, that was one of my favorites. Oh, of the yeah. Year. Yeah. <laughs> they kind of knocked the park out, out of the park with that one. But that's true. Ben, I'll, I'll, I'll go first with this one. It's it's a movie I. No. I I was gonna say leave the world behind with Marshall Lee and Julie Roberts, but I I'm leaning more towards are uh are you there, Bar Mitzvah? It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh shit, not gonna remember the name of it because I was gonna say are you there, at Bar Mitzvah? You are so not invited. Yeah, you are so no. not invited to Bar Mitzvah with uh, Adam Sandler's uh, children and Adam Sandler and Idina Menzel. Uh, yeah, that that be the movie, Jacob. That's one of my favorite streaming movie of this year. It's so heartwarming. It's so touching. The cast is fantastic, and the way it made me feel or feel about my high school or my high school middle school experiences. Yeah, I, I would say I would say that film to me was probably the best streaming movie of of twenty twenty three. That's a good pick, Rod. I need to see it still, but I I think it's a good pick. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to find, I, I don't know how many I watched that were straight to streaming either. Um, and checking my list, I think I had Bar Mitzvah as well as, uh, as my highest. Um, it's so good, man. It's so good. So yeah. Man, I really um, need to watch it. <laughs> you, you do, Jacob. It's, 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 it's a Netflix film. Like if there's one Netflix film you should watch this year, it's that film. Like really? it's that good. Yeah, it's 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 very really, it's yeah. very good. Um oh well it's not really a great movie, but the one I have after that is is Old Dads, which uh <laughs> kind of kind of a fun afternoon watch. Uh well, my that's actually pretty decent too. Yeah. yeah. Um it's it's uh Bill Burr, Bakeem Woodbine, and um Bobby Cannavale. Yeah, as as dads, and it's just kind of you know, it's it's Bill Burr. I think he directed it too. Um, oh wow! So it's like all his, you know, style and him ranting <laughs> about stuff. But it was, <laughs> I thought I thought it was funny. Um, and there's a few uh, little cameos in there too that are fun. So, yeah, that, he's he's one? also in Leo. Bill Burr, right? Right. I'm <laughs> yeah. not gonna watch Leo. I actually really liked Leo. I was surprised, but my Leo was not my favorite. My favorite are the ones I saw. Was flaming hot. That's oh, I still one. need to see that. Yeah, yeah. I, I I liked didn't love flaming hot Jacob. Yeah, it, it was another one of those biopics of yeah. like weird things like that they've been doing. <laughs> it ends very strong. I think it. I think it struggles to start Jacob. If I don't mm-hmm. know if you agree with that, but I think it like it struggles to find its footing. But in like the last half hour, forty like hour or so, it finds yeah. its footing. It becomes really inspirational. It does. Zach, do you have one? Extraction 2, real quick, was a lot of fun. Oh, I yeah. That yep. too. Extraction 2 yeah. was a lot of fun. Yeah. I was about to say Extraction 2 is up there for me. Um, but The Killer. I love David Fincher's The Killer. Oh, that, yeah. That was really fun to me. 
duh. Yeah, never mind. That was that was higher on my list. I sometimes I forget what was where I watched it first or whatever. Streaming. Yeah, it's a good show. All right. Well, man, before we sign off, I guess we gotta go to Zach for his ball card questions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what's your favorite Elizabeth Olsen movie? I'm just kidding. Oh, Jesus um, <laughs> um, it, it kind of plays the your, the question before we start the six question or like the topic before the six questions, but I worded it a little bit differently, and it's, it could be a different answer. Um, so based on like what we learned from this year, um, with like 2023 and movies with the strike. MCU comic books, blockbusters, IPs and stuff. What do you want to, what's either for both of y'all, what do you want the movie industry to learn for next year and going forward and hopefully to improve on? Oh, that's a great question, Zach. There's a thousand different ways I can answer this question, but I think the main one for me is shit, I don't even know. Uh, that's that's a tough question, Zach. That's it's loaded. Answer? I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have. I mean, it's easy answer, I guess. But um, qu- go ahead. Yeah. Quantity over, or sorry, quality over quantity. Um, which I think was even uh what what Bob Iger said um about MCU stuff specifically, but um. Yeah, which we we got into that with the whole comic book thing, um, or, or that question talking about that specifically. But I think as a whole, um, that they can definitely learn um, about, <laughs> yeah, making more quality and taking more um, risks with um, the independent artists and everything, and then doing new or original stuff. Which of course we say you know every year, but um, I think especially now and with the strike. Um, not relying on AI uh, or <laughs> or cheating people out of you know their ideas and then running with that and and having someone else you know go off and and do that for the rest of the series or whatever. So yeah, sticking to uh, original ideas and and yeah, quality over quantity <laughs> sums it up, I guess. <laughs> So I was like, I'll answer this for you in a couple different ways. For I feel like it's it's dependent on studios, right? And for DC, it's very simple. Stop trying to be like Marvel and stick to your plan. Stick to your plan and you'll be okay. Just because one you have one or two failures, Ben, doesn't mean your whole plan has to fall apart. Stick to your plan, you'll be okay. Because it, it it doesn't matter what the roadmap is. It depends on who you have on that roadmap. It determines how good or bad your quality, the, your film is. Um, I think the DCEU, no matter how good or bad, I think they relied too much on Snyder, and I think that was probably too much of a bad thing than a good thing. For Lucasfilm, it's very simple. Give us a roadmap. Give us something. Star Wars is very big screen. On you know, we want to see you guys on the big screen. 
No offense, Jacob, to Indiana Jones or anything like that, but we want to see Star Wars on the big screen, not on Disney Plus. Give us an idea. Just give stick to something. You guys have backed out of so many projects in the past. Just give us something we can hold on to and latch on to. Give us hope for. And for the MCU, it's 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 more complicated because it's me. But it's 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 two things really. One is you are still cleaning up the shit that Bob Chapek left. Bob Chapek left a pile of shit on Marvel's driveway, and we're still trying to recover from it. But item number two is stop introducing so many new characters and focus on the characters you have introduced. Let us care about them. So by the time we get to 2026, 2027, we give a shit about King Dynasty and Secret Wars. Because when we got to Infinity War and Endgame, it's not because of Thanos or anything like that. Yeah, we were excited about Thanos. But we cared because we cared about the OG6 and what they were going through. We cared about what Tony was going through. We cared about what Nat was going through. We cared about what Steve was going through. We cared about with Thor was going through with his quest. We cared about what Bruce was going through. We cared about what Hawkeye was going through. Right now, you cannot you you cannot say with this right face. You can tell me, yeah, I care about what Carol's going through. Yeah, I care about what Cersei is going through. Yeah, I care about what Moon Knight's going through. You can't you you can't say that to me with a straight face. I care about what Moby is going. Is Shut going up, Zach. Um, so you look, <laughs> you 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 cannot say with a straight face. You care about what some of these minor characters are going through. And Ben, I'm not even being look. I know the OGC OG six mean more to me than probably a lot of other people, but. When you get the King Dynasty and Secret Wars, I don't think whatever Avengers team you have assembled is going to mean as much as what the OG6 meant to people. It's just not going to happen. It's just not. And that's the sad reality of it all. So that's that's my two cents on your long, or the long, elongated answer for, to your short, simple question, Zach. So my apologies there. No, that's what I wanted. I wanted to make it complicated. Is there going to be a comp- overly complicated question or a simple question? So, yeah. Well, with that said, gentlemen, we have reached the end of this episode, and we've gone for probably three hours now, and that's fine. Um, I think we all expected it to happen. Mm-hmm. But, excuse me, wow. As we close here, uh, one more question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Five more questions here. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, Zach, I'll start with you first. One work, people find you online and everything. But when you think about 2023 as a whole, what do you remember? What do you, positive, positive thoughts on your overall thoughts on 2023? What, what, what do you want people to, who are listening, what do people want to remember your thoughts on 2023 are? Um, you can find me as Zach, as Zach TR and Letterbox, and then Zach Movie Yapping. I'm still used to saying that. Yeah, he oh, wow. he, he uh, on Instagram. Jesus Christ. 
um, but yeah, you can find me on those two platforms. Um, I guess as a whole, twenty twenty three. Um, I think I like I said it earlier. I, I'm I'm just grateful that we're living in a time where we're getting GTA six. I I just think at the time. Whatever time that is. Lot. Yeah. No, 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 no. Shut up, Ben. No, but we're living in a great time of media. Like, we got Star Wars, Marvel, Indy came back, uh, horror is on the rise, it's becoming the most popular genre. I mean, there there is stuff to be grateful for. Grateful for. Like, we saw Michael King bat as Batman. Who thought that would ever happen? You know, we can nitpick all we want for these movies. And stuff, but it's moments like that, and like seeing like the fan service moments that just feel so great, you know. And then we're living in a time where a three-hour um, true life story makes a close to a billion dollars. We're we're getting somewhere, you know. It's becoming a special time, and it's just great. I, I just I'm I'm living with it, even though there are some negatives here and there. Um, I'm just grateful for the future of the movies, like what we're going to get in the future. And it's going to be a fun time when I have a child, like probably I'm guessing the next five years, I'm going to be honest here. uh, As real as can get in the next five years, I can't wait to show them like, Hey, this is what I grew up with. And like all this stuff, I can't wait to show you. Um, So yeah, 2023, another solid year, in my opinion. Jacob, how about you, man? As we, as we close out here, buddy. Oh, yeah, you can find me at Jacob Beals on Instagram. Uh, the link to uh, my podcast, First in Line, and the other one I do with my buddy, Mark uh, Pitch and Tits, where we pitch movies. So you find it all there um, uh, at Jacob Beals. I think I said that right, but okay. Uh, but yeah, 2023, bet, don't let the haters tell you it was as bad as they say. <laughs> I I, enjoy, I had a lot of fun. Uh, I kind of pretty much agree with Zach 100%. Um, it was really solid. There were some moments where maybe it got a little sketchy, but overall I was pretty happy and pretty positive. And there's a lot of those things that, you know, do get you excited to be a movie fan, especially looking ahead, whether that's GTA six or, you know, something, (laughs) something else too. I will say though, we could be living in a timeline where we were getting bully two and GTA six, but we're not. So maybe that's, something to think about but 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 i i had a lot of fun at the movies and i i i really think i i i did something cool i i felt good that i went to more than i've ever gone to i think that's kind of neat so i uh i felt like i ran a marathon but it wasn't as you know <laughs> well it wasn't as good on your body probably but <laughs> uh ben before you let people people know i'll go next year so you can tell people where they can find us and all that but uh, two things. One, I think 2023 as a whole was experimental. I think we found a lot about certain studios, and I think we found a lot about the potential of studios and the downfall of studios as well, of of how bad studios can get if they go down a certain path. Um, I felt like we didn't go as deep into the combo conversation as maybe I wanted us to, but that's because we are almost at 10 o'clock at night here and it's getting late. So I mean, we could spend a whole hour talking about the complex genres 123 as a whole, but you know we had to kind of sure cope through some of it so we can make sure we get Zach to bed on time. But 
you know, as a whole, then I think I I feel like twenty twenty three will be remembered as a missed potential year. A lot of missed potential for blockbusters, but a good year for the oh my god, who was she? Uh, as a oh, after I'm sorry, um, as a I have lost track. I'm sorry, as a um. I have lost track here completely as a uh, not miss, not miss potential, but as a kind of underdog year as far as art house projects are concerned. Um, this is why Ben, I can never do football and movie podcast at the same time. This is this is one of the reasons why and damage he's gone. But uh, yeah, it, it's just one of the reasons why. But as a whole, I think 2023 will be more of a missed opportunity than a glorious purpose kind of year Ben should I say so myself uh but Ben where can people find us online and well first of all Ben your overall thoughts on or your concluding thoughts on 2023 yeah I had a fun time um at the movies I, there was yeah we had talked about a few stinkers maybe but um overall I think it was good uh let's all support the theaters go to movie Go out to see a movie. Get mm-hmm. some popcorn if you want to. Um, yeah, keep keep pushing for that. Um, and I think Barbenheimer was, uh, of course, that was a big you know social media thing. But I think it did get a lot of people that hadn't gone to the movies in a while maybe out um, to those locations. And then hopefully that inspires them to go back and see some more uh, in the coming years as well. You can find us on Instagram at the Infinity Film Podcast. And you can email us with your thoughts on the year as a whole. Um, your thoughts on comic book movies for this year and uh, and your thoughts on the GTA 6 trailer, I guess, because we keep bringing it up, <laughs> uh, which is fine because I'm excited too. Email us at rb.theinfinityfilmpodcast at gmail.com. That's rb like rodben.theinfinityfilmpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, I want to talk about it, but just like, it's just, there's just no time to talk about yeah. how great that GTA 6 trailer was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no time, but I want to thank Zach and Jacob for taking the time out of their Sunday, the day before they have to go back to work to, to spend time with us and, and, and talking movies and all things 2023. So Zach, Jacob, thank you guys. I re- really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having us. It was fun. Yeah, thank you. Now I got to go back to work and work at retail during Christmas. So it's been fun. Thank you. Yeah, we, we didn't need that deep of, of conversation. Uh, but, oh, oh, Zach, say, hey, 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 man. Hey, 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 hey what's up? <laughs> Uh, for myself, for for Ben, for Zach, and for Jacob. Oh wait, oh wait, Ben. Directors. There's one I'll thing we have to do. Yeah. For the choose your row. <laughs> Zach, you ready for this one? Sure. <laughs> Too bad we're not doing it. Okay, thank you. Give me a hard time. We're not doing it. Uh, we will save this one for uh, 2024. Um, <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, I I am I am not in the mood to do because I'll probably choose some row I don't agree with at all. So uh for myself, for Ben, Jacob, and Zach, I thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you guys next week for our interview and one more episode in 2024 after that, but or 2023 after that. But thank you guys so much, and we will see you guys again next week. That's all for now.